Hey everyone, this is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast. Um, just going to give you a little update. This uh, episode is going to be a little different than, than some others, although this is certainly not a first. Um, primarily, the Spiritual Underground Podcast is a 12-step recovery podcast where folks come in and uh, talk about uh, the recovery journeys. Uh, from the depths of the madness to uh, escape via the 12 steps. Now and again, uh, have somebody in who uh, recovered from various other things and using various other methods. But today is a story of uh, what happens when, um, in this particular case, three men uh, change the course of their lives, enter this uh, life of recovery, and um, the joy and the adventure that is a result of that. Two of my very best friends, Shane and Travis, joined me. Uh, and actually what happened is I joined them for a week in the Colorado Rocky Mountains uh, in pursuit of elk and mule deer. Uh, I recorded a session prior to the trip uh, where Mark was also involved. He uh, was planning to go and he went on this trip last year. Uh, he ended up with a sprained ankle right before the trip and uh, I can promise you this uh, this trip is nothing that you would want to do with a sprained anything. Uh, pushed me to my limits and beyond and uh, I had body parts barking at me the way they were and none of them were hurt before I started. So uh, there's a little pre-anticipation uh, before the trip, a little session of that. Uh, record a little audio up on the mountain with uh, at Shane's elk that he killed. Uh, capture a little of the energy there. And um, then our after-action report. I apologize that I did not uh, record any video or audio uh, while during... Um, Travis's uh, harvest, to use those terms. Um, just didn't think about it. We were up there, and as you'll hear, we ha had something else on our mind besides that, and um, <clears throat> it just slipped my mind, and I didn't do it. Uh, you don't ever get that stuff back, so it is what it is. So uh, what we'll start off with here is the, uh, I called it the pre-meeting. Uh, it was a little little sit-down episode to uh, juice on each other uh, for the anticipation of the upcoming event. All right. Well, last year when you guys come in and sat down at that podcast table and started talking about this, man, I'd been itching about uh, the big time FOMO since uh, since you all took off and it really did a lot to like shove it down to say, you know, no, just don't. You know, don't don't FOMO. It ain't no big deal. They let them do their thing and 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 they're gonna have a good time and and lay off of it. But it was tough. And then uh because it's always been a bucket list thing of mine to go out there in the mountains and hunt. And uh one of them went along with that was it's the true bucket list item was to go out there and bow hunt elk. Uh I try not to be too too uh cornered in on one idea today. So uh I'm kind of letting go of the details on it. But uh, when y'all came in and sat down in the studio and started talk, telling this story, man, uh, I knew if there was a way for me to be here this year that I was going to make that happen, uh, however that went down. So, uh, you know, I guess I really do. I felt like uh, I felt like I was with you for that 
couple hours that y'all were in the studio. So um, I'm super looking forward to going this year, man. Everybody's been juicing over gear and talking and counting down the days and uh, getting our ass, getting our shit together. Everybody doing their thing to make sure they're ready for the for the trip. And I think I, I really got a lot of confidence that everybody is as ready as we can be. Um, you know, maybe not know David Goggins ready, but uh, ready as normal mortal beings are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Shane, what you got, man? What's been going on? What have you been doing to prep, and, and what have you been doing to keep the excitement level from blowing the top of your head off? Man, yeah, that that's the hard part. Is uh, I was trying not to think about it at all, as far as like, um, I, I just now packed up my pack um, a few weeks ago, you know, and and I was carrying like a a fifty pound pack before. Uh, but it didn't have my gear in it and stuff, you know, and, and um, I've been doing that like every day, not every day. I try to do it every day, at least four miles and uh, just walk around what I walked around last year that helped me get through this past year when we went up there and helped me prepare for it, man. So um, I, here recently, I, I put every single thing that I'm taking with me to Colorado in this bag, in this pack. And, uh, and, and it's 50 pounds, which is right where I want it to be. And, uh, I, I splurged this year and I, I said, I'm going to take one luxury item. And that's a big ass fucking tent because that little bitty ass tent I took up there last year was not comfortable. I did not like having to crawl in the snow to get into my tent and then cover back up. Fuck that. I want something big. I got me a four man tent so I can sprawl out and do whatever. I can stand up and change in, you know, um, not have to be laying on the floor trying to get all my gear on and, and I rolling around in this little bitty ass fucking tent. So, yeah. Um, I, you, you can, I've been ODing on stuff on the internet podcasts and YouTube stuff and everything. And, uh, you know, if I heard two things said over and over again, it's getting shaped for you do something like this. Yes. And, make make it possible for you to get good sleep while you're there number two I, I got a I got a good mat that Travis gave me last year worked perfectly uh, I got a good sleeping bag um, I got some pillows <laughs> I ordered two pillows the other day I've already been using them they're freaking awesome you just blow them up and they're, they're so lightweight it's ridiculous and um, you can kind of like adjust the pressure on them so they're perfect you know make the perfect pillow for yourself and um, you know um the practice of of getting up every day and putting that pack on and going out i don't even feel like i'm carrying a pack anymore like i think i feel like i practiced more this year with a pack on and weight than i did last year um and and, and it doesn't even feel like i'm putting anything on man and if that's a good fucking feeling yeah, you're putting that it. much weight on your back and packing it around four miles and it almost you know i'm, I'm running a or we're not running but going a 3.6 mile an hour pace with a 50 pound pack on my back up and down hills you know not all hills but you know there are a few <laughs> and um uh it just feels fucking good to get out there and while i'm out there too i'm just kind of reliving last year a little bit you know and thinking about this year and every time i go out it just motivates me to go because there's a lot of mornings that i do not want to get up and do that and uh i do it anyway and i feel so much better after i do it um i've already dropping some weight and i'm i'm planning on dropping at least 10 more pounds before we head out in 10 days or 12 days but uh i I, i've been wearing last two days i've been wearing this actual sweat suit 
um, that makes you sweat a lot <laughs> and with my pack on and walking, you know, four miles with this thing on. And when I get done, I pull it off. I mean, water just dumps out of this thing because yeah, I think the wrestlers and fighters use those suits to, yes. to make weight. Yep. yep. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make weight for this fight, dude, because it's going to be a journey of a lifetime, man. And, and yeah. again, you know, and the, the cool thing about this is, is like, um, um, the way I live my life today compared to what it used to be, I'm actually experiencing life. I'm not just living life. I'm actually experiencing it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even feel like I was alive before any of this stuff. So I try to pull that recovery in here too, but you know, I, I didn't feel alive. I was just going through the motions of life and now I'm actually living my life and experiencing it. And, and I get to experience it with you guys, you know what I'm saying? And you're along with me on this fucking journey experiencing life with me and I, I couldn't ask for a better crew to do it with yeah no doubt man there's no fucking way i would even entertain this if i was still using it wouldn't be i, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't jump through the hoop it would take to make me okay the whole time uh i'd pass i'd come up with some reason why you know uh some reason why i couldn't make it yeah so mark what about you bud i know that uh you were on the fence mark had a change of employment and stuff and uh for a while didn't look like he was going to be able to get here this year due to some uh regulations for where he works and then some changes happened and next thing you know he was back in the ball game yeah man uh that was that's all been yeah really really weird and uh what it ended up doing is uh uh, throwing a monkey wrench into getting a muzzle loader and getting a uh, uh, an elk tag. Uh, so, like last year, I kind of got in late, and then um, I was just like, "Well, I'll just backpack and, and have some fun." And I did. I had a great time. But I thought this year my plan was to actually do some hunting, uh, and then it like didn't work out that way. Um, so this year I'm kind of thinking I'm doing what I did last year, but at the same time, I've also done some other, uh, uh, Buddhist retreat work and kind of gone, gone down that path a little bit to where now, uh, I'm kind of looking at the four noble truths in the eightfold path. And, and one of the, one of the eightfold path is to do no harm. Like, like don't kill other things. So now I'm like, well, now, now I really need to sit and take a look at that. Um, and I think I'm going to do it on top of the mountain. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Uh, I'm still going to take the, uh, the fishing pole and, uh, uh, definitely going to carry some meat down if we get that. Uh, but, but, but I don't know. I don't know about the hunting thing. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> I know that's kind of throwing a curveball at you three, uh, cause I know I haven't mentioned that, but, uh, it's just kind of bubbled up of late. So anyway, yeah. that's, that's what's up. You know, I, I would, I, I would be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit surprised, but on the other hand, it doesn't surprise me. And I don't think it's a curveball one bit, you know, because uh, no. one thing we've learned here is like to allow everybody their own conception of whatever it is, you know, and this yep. is just another leg of that, you know. Uh, I, I wrestled with that a little bit uh, over time. Uh, and, 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 
even though I, you know, I haven't, I don't kill a lot of stuff anymore. It's not because of that. It's more because of uh, complacency and I don't want to, I don't want the work involved with what you have to do to yeah. kill something than, uh, <laughs> yep. than anything else. It's not, not for that, but, uh, well, cool, man. Uh, I respect that. However, a guy decides to do stuff, man, uh, we, everybody, you know, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything or something like that. You know, uh, like that. have something, uh, have something yet. You know, have have a reason why we do stuff sometimes, you know, and um, the Buddhist stuff does. And I had never thought about it when you first started talking about it, that was not what I was. My, I was trying to get ahead of you in your thought and and, and think I knew what you were going to say. And I and I missed it. <laughs> Travis. So what have you been doing to get ready? What do you what what's going on over in your corner? What's up, fellas? Uh, you know, I was just it just took me back, man. Uh when you said I wouldn't even attempt, you know, when I was using or getting high or drinking or trying to do this trip. And the last time, see, I've, I've kind of got a little leg up because I've been doing this for about 25 years, man. The first time that I went out to this area where we're going in Colorado, I went when I was about 18 with my dad. Um, and uh, through the years as my uh, alcoholism and addiction progressed, uh, I remembered when you just said that the last year that I went, which was probably about seven years ago uh, with my dad, I had to take a stash up there with me of uh, opiates. And every morning I would get up in the tent and take my drugs so that I wasn't sick for that day up on the mountain and I could make it up there. Uh, and that's all I remember about that fucking trip, man. You know, like I, <laughs> I don't remember anything else, but that, that session, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I did go on that trip, but then there was a five-year lag in there where, you know, seven years ago, that last trip that I took that I wasn't able to make it because I wasn't even physically capable for those five years because we did it every year. You know, it was a trip that my dad and I went on every year up there. And, uh, we went between Colorado and Montana every year, you know, and, um, and, and this place where we're going, you know, we, we went probably 10 times, you know, up in that area to hunt. And, uh, in those last five years, he went without me, you know, I didn't even make that trip, you know? So yeah. it's kind of cool, you know, this whole reclaiming that, that which was lost or stolen. Uh, and, and last year, you know, getting to reclaim this, this thing that I love to do, man. Um, for me, you know, all those years that I went before and, and, and the cool thing is, is that I've done everything wrong that you can possibly do on the mountain. You know, I mean, I, to be honest, even this last year, just being sober, uh, you know, going last year with Shane and Mark was the first year that I really started getting gear for the mountain. You know, I mean, all those other years I went, I took cans of ravioli and shit up there. I took, you know, I took uh, ramen noodles and just ate them without any water or anything like a chip for food and protein bars. And, uh, you know, cam my camo was from Walmart and, uh, you know, I had a backpack that I got on eBay, you know, for, 75 bucks you know yeah. um this year i've really being sober you know this 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 is my second year of sobriety but this year i've really been able to actually focus on things that are important to me like quality gear and quality hiking boots and and packs and and stoves and things you know ultralight tents and sleeping bags that's stuff that i never had all of those years because that wasn't important to me during that time when i was going and and, and i have that stuff now that's that's something that I've really focused on upgrading my gear this year. Um, it's a big uh, deal, man. Having good yeah. shit, you know? 
you know, all your money's going in one direction back then. So gear was not much of a priority first off. No. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I remember, I think it made me think of that, that when dad and my dad and I and my cousin and, and, uh, my brother went to Canada and that was in 2003. That's been a long time ago. That was the last big kind of trip that I have taken since my yeah. disease progressed to that point that where I had to like carry enough. And it was a problem because we were canoeing back 26 miles back in, in the wilderness and, and you're not going to have any ice. And we just trying to carry, we bought them, we bought them uh, uh Kmart or Walmart leather Boda bags and we all filled them up with liquor, you know, and dad didn't yeah. really want to, but we made him take a couple too anyway uh because we knew we'd want it all you had to have uh, your priorities straight yep yep and to think of the the amount of energy we put like the amount of energy i put this year into into making sure i've got some gear that will be right work for me up there that's the kind of energy i used to put into making sure i had enough stuff with me whatever that whatever that was yeah for sure yeah so another another cool thing that i want to say real quick before i forget is uh look at the ripple effect of you getting sober, Travis. When we first talked about this trip, you weren't even sober yet, really. I mean, you were a few days sober, but we were talking, you were like, man, I used to go out, out elk hunting in Colorado with my dad. I'd love to get back there one day. I was like, man, that's one of my bucket list things, man. I've always wanted to do that. And he was like, man, we should go. I was like, you stay sober for a year and we'll go. And then that time came around and he was still sober. And you're like, you still want to do this? I was like, fuck yeah. So look at, look at just the effect that you have of being able to fulfill one of my dreams because you got sober to help me. Yeah, no doubt. You know I'm saying? And not, oh, not yeah. just to help the next alcoholic, but to help me fulfill my dreams, bro. You know, yeah. so I thank you for getting sober. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love being able you know. to share this, man. Love, love being able to share this with you guys. Similar thing here, man. I mean, definitely if y'all weren't doing this, I doubt that I'd have the gumption to up and do it. Yep. Another thing with having a place here that I got a little piece of property and that kind of thing to where I can go. I've gotten real complacent in that department too. Cause I just go to my place all the time. You know, I don't, right. I don't think of going anywhere else. Um, so, uh, I ended up buying, you know, all, everything I got is new for this year. Uh, completely geared up. Now that was the one good thing about having a year ago deciding or almost a year ago, <laughs> deciding that I was going to go, let me string out them expenditures over a full year. I can't remember how long ago I got my backpack. I think that was the first big thing. Um, and, uh, slowly been putting it together and I, there's no way in hell I'm adding up the amount of money I've spent to get ready for this thing. I am not <laughs> going to do it. I didn't keep the receipts and I'm not going to go back Fuck and it. try to reformulate it. Uh, <laughs> but I also look at it too, the same way, you know, some people, uh, I do buy, I, I do have a habit of buying quality stuff. And one of the things that gets to where I, why I do that is because I know I, I will use stuff for a number of years, you know, so it ain't like just mm -hmm. this year's buying something, you know, some guys buy a new bow every year. Uh, I buy clothes and wear them for 10. And, mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I can, and so I, that's, I, I plan to do my, my idea is, is to do something like this every year until I can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it a priority in my life. There'll be a lot of good stuff that comes off of that too. Cause that's going to make a continue to stay fit all the time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and keep myself in a way financially and, and physically, spiritually, mentally, all that stuff. So that, uh, that I'm able to continue to do this. Um, did y'all spend a lot of money? Yeah, uh, I, I, so 
I got a backpack from Travis. He All bought right. me a badass mystery ranch backpack because uh, it was trade. part of a, a trade uh, for fulfilling his daughter's wish of having a four wheeler for Christmas. They were just sitting in my, my shed. Right. It had yes. been since I, before I even got sober. Yeah. So uh, it, it is cool to see it go to somebody and, and, and her to use it. And I actually got to ride that thing today, which was awesome. It, it brought it back a lot of memories. And, uh, but that, that was the one, one big thing was that. And, uh, um, I don't the really, same weapons as last year, right? Yeah, man, we, we went out shooting today, uh, Travis and I, and we took two shots apiece, one at 50 yards, one at a hundred yards in the kill zone. We're done. We did not need see the, the need to shoot anymore or waste anymore. Um, I'm a, I'm a pretty true shooter. Um, uh, it doesn't take much to me to pick up a gun and hit what I'm aiming at. So uh, Travis uh, shot just, once last year or shot a little bit already this year. So he have, but th these are new bullets and everything in your gun, right? Nothing. You've never yes. swung that out of there. That makes a big difference sometimes. Yeah, it did. I, I put, uh, what, what we put in there, 120 grains of powder in it and shot. And I mean, it was a little high and to the left, um, the first shot at 50 yards not much at all uh, it's still in the kill zone i like perfect um the second shot 100 yards about the same you know so i was like man perfect you know yeah, I, i'm yeah. good i always i always pull to the left so i, I know me so um I, I was like i don't i don't see the need of wasting any more bullets i'm good i'm gonna take five bullets up on the mountain with me some powder some primers and see what happens yeah oh mark your decision to go hasn't been that long ago has it no, no. As a matter of fact, uh, part of the whole like gear buying thing was was uh, problematic for me. I mean, because uh, last year I did kind of what you did. I, I as a as a backpacker, I had a lot of stuff, so I didn't spend uh, a ton of money last year. But I did spend uh, well uh, a, a good bit. I upgraded some gear, uh, and this year with my my work situation with the job going away like i i didn't feel like it would be fiscally responsible for me to uh to do what i did last year yeah so i i was not gonna go um but but i already have all the gear like the only thing i really needed was uh food and uh i upgraded my uh sleeping bag this year was the only thing so <laughs> so i'm into it for like one tenth of what i spent last year uh and i, I could justify that as yeah. you know uh, uh uh yeah so so but man i'm a gear junkie i've been uh I, I got the i got the fomo when you guys are posting your gear stuff and everything uh wish i could but uh I'm just going with what, what, what worked last year. I know it worked. So even though uh, I sure want the new shit, uh, I'm sticking with, with what works. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's the thing is uh, you did it once. So, I mean, with the gear you had, uh, it could certainly be done again. And there will never be a time when you can't look at some area that you'd like it to be a little better. There, that just mm -hmm. doesn't end. You know, there's that there's in yeah. any of these games boys play, whether it's boating, skiing, backpacking, hunting, uh, sports, golfing it don't make any difference there's always the next best one down the line so you I, I i do have a pretty decent way of shutting that off and knowing that my gear that i have now is good enough but 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 i buy good stuff to begin with i don't travis yeah. upgraded a few things too uh got some new clothes and a new tent 
Dude, I got so much new shit. I mean, I'm not, let's just hope that my wife doesn't listen to this. I'm going to go ahead and throw a number out there. I probably spent $3,500 this year on upgrading my shit. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just going to go ahead and just throw it. I mean, my pack alone was seven something, 700 something dollars. Uh, I got new boots. Those are 250. You know, you're talking all my new first light stuff was close to a grand for my camo. Uh, You know, my tent was Four, I got an ultralight backpack and two man big Agnes tents, four hundred yep. plus. Uh, yeah. you know, I probably should I stop. Got, yeah, I, you look, start to just, make me feel bad. <laughs> let's just go ahead and just yeah, let's cut that part out, please. That because uh, that ends up being uh, part of my fun of these kind of trips, though, and I do really do enjoy it. You know, uh, the anticipation and some of that includes buying stuff, man. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, I kind of. Uh, have I've struggled with that that um, keeping my impulses down in the past, and I sure I did a real shitty job. And when I came into recovery, one of the biggest wreckages in my past was giant big credit card bills uh, because I'd get loaded yeah. and, and shop and uh, and spend you know money that I didn't have. And you know, so I think a lot better than that today. You know, there's something too with that that Amazon or that whatever package on my porch, man. That hit of dopamine yeah. that I get from that package that shows up at my house. There you know? is no like, doubt. Then I'm looking for that package all the time. You know, I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's that package. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's something that something going on in my brain there that that uh, that likes that. I agree 100. percent There is. There's something. There's something that lights my spirit <laughs> up, man. When I see that Amazon yeah. guy running up to the yeah. door. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was. Uh. Like trying not to think about anything I might need or might want. And then finally I started thinking and, and that's when I got on Amazon, like I need this, 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 and this, you know, I got like a jet boil, the pillows. Um, so I got some of that, uh, what's that stuff? Dead down wind, um, dead down wind stuff, you know, um, stuff. yeah, the indicator, uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, some fuel, just little things, but it was like, I need that, 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 like a call, another call, you know, it's like, uh, I, I better watch myself, you know, is that I, I don't really need anything else. You didn't take a stove last year. No, uh, I think I did, but I think I didn't use it. I think we, I just borrowed Travis's. I mean, I brought extra fuel up there and, uh, I didn't really eat that much. It didn't feel like at least, but, um, um, uh, but I just used his when he was, when he was yeah. doing his, we know. talked about that, you know, I mean, it really does not everybody needs that. We don't yeah. necessarily have to have duplicate yeah. gear the whole time, but, uh, I'm also the kind of guy that has to drive myself and shit like that. And, you know, same thing that when you go down to Fargo and four of us go hunting and we got five trucks in the yard. Yeah. And, it's, like, uh, yeah. it's like borrowing a man's chainsaw. It's just like one of those things that you just, you know, something in there yeah. just tells me I need my own shit, you know? Exactly. Like, I didn't <laughs> want to be borrowing yours all the time. You know so I was like? He carried it up the fucking mountain and now I'm just going to use it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it was kind of that kind of feel. Yeah. And I know the guy who I was planning on using his, his, his stove. He'll walk off the edge of a cliff or something, and I'll be out of luck. <laughs> right. <laughs> leave me out there. Well, I am. It's 12 days till we leave, boys. Oh, Hell yeah. 12 days. And it's clicking Can't along. Wait, man. Clicking Can't wait. Again, clicking along yeah. fast. I feel like I'm going to fucking explode. I really do. Today really got me really kicked in when we got out there and I was having the same feelings about, you know, from last year when we went out to shoot before we went and it was like, it, it just showed me how close it really fucking is. Now I know 
12 days may seem like a lot of days to some people, but it's like now for me, you know what I'm saying? Blink it's your like, eyes, uh, man. Yeah. And we're yeah. there, you know, this time next year, it'll be our first night sleeping up at the top of the mountain, you know? Yeah. So. It's, it's, you know, whatever, however the countdown, you know, a while back and Travis started posting them days and it was a whole lot of days and, uh, yeah, and boom, it ain't none anymore. It's nothing, uh, man. It's right. so I, feel, I feel like too, man, like, you know, like as men, you know, I, I feel like we have like this primal, primal need to like explore and like go do shit you know like i feel like men have been so and this is my opinion dude but i feel like men have been so domesticated like golf and like in the real world like you have family and career and kids and all these things and and you're just going all the time and your life is full and and this trip man for me it, it really it really changes gears you know it's almost like a, a week-long meditation you know, when you, when you get out to the Rocky mountains, man, and, and you just get up and, and everything just slows down and all that noise just starts to melt mm-hmm. away from you and melt off your mind. And, and it, it, it's just, it's an experience. I just can't explain, man. I think everybody should, I, like I said, I think we all have this primal primal need to, to go out and do this kind of shit, man. And, uh, and, and I'm super excited to get to experience this with you guys, man. I'm super jacked up to go and, it is. It's, a, it's in our DNA. It's in our stuff to go out and kill shit and bring it home. Yeah, man. With a lot of times in today's world, what that means is going and getting a paycheck and dragging it home. You know, right. it's still inside of us is that need. And there's some kind of thing, you know, I believe it because I think that's the same thing that feeling you feel when you're sitting around a fire at night out in the middle of no place, you know, after hunting all day or whatever, or anticipating tomorrow's hunt. Uh, or sitting in a duck blind or any of those kind of things that we do. And I know they've always, of course, I like you, I grew up doing it with my dad yeah. uh, from the time I was a little kid. So, you know, and it was always enjoyable to me as a little kid too. Always. It never was a pain, you know, dad never yep, had to me fight too. me. You know, my brother and I both was invited to go every time, but Neil wouldn't get out of bed and I did. Uh, and, and so now it's a, a way of life. And if I don't get certain doses of this in my life today, uh, I get off balance. I, I need that. Yep. I need that to keep the 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 balance in my life. has to has to include some adventure at some level. Where if it's going to the Rocky Mountains, or if it's going and sitting in a deer stand in Southern Indiana all day. Yeah, I, I don't even. I don't even think it, it. It's a primal need or urge. I think it's more of your our souls, man. Our souls need it too, just as much as you know anything else. It, it's just man. It it, it fills my soul just being there i can feel my higher power when i'm there man i i feel them and i hear them in the silence you know what i'm saying because it is very quiet up there and i hear god talking loud and clear it's fucking yeah. beautiful just for fun it says relating primal relating to an early stage in evolutionary development essential fundamental certainly fits all that for me yeah me too uh, yeah. man yeah well i'm excited i don't want to burn up a whole lot here uh but i did want to get a little of this pre uh pre-trip anticipation the pre-juice uh yeah there's also another kind of pre-juice enter Uh, (laughs) that shit will get her pregnant too don't think it won't uh and get a little of this and uh so you guys that are be listening because this is going to get put together we're going to do a little recording while we're up there too and uh capture some content in it and we'll see how that rolls and uh god will provide higher power will send us some moments to to do that with and then uh come home and do an after action report and uh and take people with us 
Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I thank you for documenting ours last year, not being there with us, but documenting it all because that is um, stamped in time now right. for yeah. all of us to hear yeah. and keep on reliving if we forget it one day, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting old. Yep. And let your grandkids hear it and shit like that. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, man. Uh, who Thank you for this. Come like that, man. That is cool. Any final words? Are we there yet? <laughs> no, are we there yet? I just seen a Jocko thing about that uh, the other other day. I, I ran into him on Facebook and uh, started watching video after video of his because he's got these little short clips. And one of them was, "Are we here? Are, are we are we there yet?" And he says, "At a certain time in your life." Uh, you realize that there yet is uh, going to be here in a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, you start taking care of every moment from that point forward. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Feel more and more of that, man. Yeah. The journey, not the destination thing. Yeah. That, and that was one of the things that I saw close. So this year alone, I, I plan on, um, I, I know what to, what I'm looking at this year, you know, as far as um, what I'm getting myself into. So, I'm going to take it a little slower this time and with everything that I do, including going up the mountain, because I was so focused on getting to the top of that fucking mountain to get ready up there that I didn't really enjoy the walk up. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't uh, experience it as much. It was a lot of just focused on getting up there and mentally focused to get up there. And this year I'm just going to fucking just go, man, you know, yeah, I can get myself focused on the finish line and miss the whole race. Uh, exactly. I, I somewhat do that in, uh, in some other areas in my life. But once again, I'm better than I used to be. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. Plus, uh, yeah, um, I have some anxiousness. I've said it to you all about the, uh, not having done it before. You popped your cherry last year and got a feeling for it. And the rest of you guys know what you're getting into. Uh, I figure if y'all do it, I can do it too, but it still puts some anxiousness about making it. And am I going to be able to keep up and blah, blah, blah. I got a handful of things to keep on jumping in my head, even though uh, none of them uh, mean shit. Am I going to be, am I going to have enough to eat? Am I going to be warm enough? Am I going to be able to hang? And am I going to get altitude sickness? Yeah, I got one of them cliches for you. Let go and let God, bro. Yep. Uh, continuous <laughs> practice, man. But it yeah, don't, I, I like uh, Scott Lee's thing says, I ain't responsible for what I think, but I am responsible mm-hmm. for how long I think it. Yep. You're, you're going to do fine, man. I, I know you are. And just uh, brush it away. And we're all, we're all going to, we're all going to do it together. So we know we're going to make it. Yeah, man. Travis, anything final? I saw Mark was waving me off when he, I asked him when I said it the first time. Uh, you know now i can i I think about the the, there's seven billion people on this earth you know seven billion people and there's not a whole shit ton of wild places left man where you can just disappear into the mountains you know and and uh it's it's pretty fucking amazing that we're going to get to do that in another week and a half from now man we're going to get to go into one of the one of the really last wild fucking places you know, in this country into the Rocky mountains. And, uh, and, uh, I just can't wait to share it with everybody, man. As many people that, that we can get, you know, the, to get out there and, and, and to get to experience this, man, it's, it's, uh, it changes you, man. It changes you. It just does. I don't know how to explain it. You know, the mountains, it, for me, it just, uh, I don't think I could see myself going a year again without 
without being there, man. It's just, it's just part of who I am. It's part of my DNA. Like you said, man. Yeah. And, uh, can't wait to get out there. Yeah. We can thank Teddy Roosevelt for the guy who started setting apart these wonderful places. In Hell yeah. Because they wouldn't be here if somebody hadn't started carving them off and, uh, saying, yeah, yeah we're going to leave that, we're, you know, that area up there, we're going to leave that alone. Yeah. And, uh, no doubt. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, fellas. Uh, well, anticipation's blowing off the roof. Uh, it'll be here in the blink of the eye though i know how time goes today so i even begin to like <laughs> are, are we there yet because uh, i'm not even gonna be able to sleep tonight just because of this podcast so yeah. you know thanks <laughs> cool cool well listeners you'll get to hear some more of the story here just shortly hang on a minute and uh it'll take us a little while to put it together but you'll get to have it one fell swoop cool cool peace out Hey everyone, this is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from the wood shop today. A uh, real special treat today. Uh, we got, uh, as maybe you probably heard if you listen to this, uh, been planning a elk hunt to, or elk and deer hunt to Colorado this year. And uh, last year, uh, Mark and, and Travis and Shane came in and uh in the studio and and told me you know gave me firsthand rundown and you guys firsthand rundown of uh of the trip and uh i don't know if that podcast was over or during or what but at that moment i knew that i wanted to go next year um so we did a little little uh pre-podcast uh got some uh recording of that session and we did a little recording up on the mountain and um, those will be uh, intermixed into this podcast a little bit of, uh, well, it's kind of funny. This is the way uh, I was taught to do a, a fourth column of the fourth step. Uh, what did I do before, during, and after? And, uh, and this podcast is going to have some before, some during, and after. But today we're here to do the after action report and talk about it. Uh, I think uh, this time, well, we'll give a, uh, no, I'm not. I was going to say, I was thinking about doing some commercials, but I'm going to leave them out of this episode. Um, you'll listen to another one if you want to. I uh, started to listen to the pre-podcast last night, but I fell asleep. And uh, I didn't hear the, the whole thing because I was trying to like refresh my memory. Uh, hopefully that a lot will, won't be uh, rehashed. Uh, we did a lot of uh, anticipation talk in the in the in the recording in the podcast on the front end but uh just in a nutshell the uh to like let go and let god uh those kind of things we do um just shined on this trip one of the things i noticed after the fact is that uh, none of us really come in with any real big preconceived notions or expectations and stuff uh, it was really the energy among us all was just to like like we do life today, like one step at a time, and uh, <clears throat> allow uh, to allow higher power to lay out the red carpet in front of us, and all we had to do is walk it, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't get my head mixed up in there to uh, muddle it up and uh, worry about what may happen or what may not happen and all that. And uh, I think it was a perfect example of when uh, three guys get together and have that open mind and no expectations, how it just, there's really nothing I could have, there's nothing I could do to wish it would have went differently. You know, there was nothing missing and nothing happened that I wish didn't happen, you know. 
so that was uh, it was just a fantastic trip. Um, let's uh, I guess we'll just run down like uh, well, let's just go around the table once and introduce ourselves, and uh, then we'll just run down how we, how it went because I said we got the pre thing going on already. Uh, we start uh, well, whatever. Travis, how's it going this morning, man? What's up, everybody? Travis. Uh, what's up guys i thought i just got rid of you all <laughs> some of you say was spending a week with somebody uh you, you know what man like uh there's something to be said about about us doing this together you know there's I mean, i'll just say there's times where i don't like you all you know what there's times where i'm going these motherfuckers like you know i'm, I'm, I'm quit fucking whining or quit you know like there's times where i'm like you know what but there's something to be said about this this suffering that we go through together, man. I mean, this journey. I mean, let me paint a picture for you. Like, we're driving 18 hours, right, out to to the Rocky Mountains from Kentucky, and throwing on a 50 or 60 pound backpack and climbing up into the wilderness to spend 10 days in the backcountry. And Dan's never done this before, has no idea what he's getting himself into. You know, Shane's been once. Uh, and uh, I think there's times where Dan probably didn't like me very much, you know, where he, he was, you know. Uh, That's actually but, not true, though. There was never a not like you. you know, but, there was times that I was pushed to my very yeah, limit. And, and that's the thing, man, is that, that uh, it's always been a dream of mine to be able to take guys up here, you know, to, to the Rocky Mountains because I'm pretty familiar with the area. And it's always been a dream of mine to be able to go out there and take guys out there. And I'm doing that now, man. Like, yep. It's like one of those things. And, and and it pushes me to my limit, too. You know, I mean, maybe I don't show it as much, but I'm getting pushed to my limit. And that's one of the best parts about it for mm -hmm. me is that, you know, you get to get pushed to that limit where you think your mind is like telling you you can't do this or you can't go any farther. Or, Why are you doing this? Or can't we just fucking stop? But you can go so much further than what your mind fucking tells you you can, man. And 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 we just proved it, you know. I mean, we we started at at eighty five hundred feet and hiked to twelve thousand feet, you know, over a seven mile uh, uh, grade straight up the mountain, you know, seven and, and a half miles yeah, all seven, uphill. <laughs> and and uh, you know, and it's the most beautiful place on earth, man. I mean, it you is. know, to me, it's it's there's no other place like it, you know. I mean, you get out there and it's just like you and god and and god's creation and it, it 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 makes you so to me it makes me so much more connected i feel like when i'm there you know to something that's so much greater than myself yeah. you know i mean it's just, it just it just makes you realize how small you are and and that you're just a part of nature you know you're just a part of this whole ecosystem that's going on man it's a fucking beautiful thing it definitely has that make you right sized effect you know um mm -hmm. brings you down to to size in a, in a few different elements between just the expansiveness of the country, uh, the size of the hill, uh, and then how everything just clocks along at home with me missing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the world will go on without yeah. me. I think I'm so fucking important, you know, like how are they going to make it without me, you know, and I, yeah. I want to say thanks to all the wives and the families and the, you know, I mean... It, Anybody, any of us could have made up any excuse not to go. I got a, my job or my finances or my kids or my spouse or my family or, you know, but, but I, I want to say thanks to the families and the wives that, that, you know, uh, pushed us to do this. And thanks to you guys, man. I mean, thanks. You guys should give yourself a pat on the back too, because I mean, how many, there's been, there's been 20, 30 people that have said, I want to do that. I want to yeah. do that. You know, and it happens all the time. Everybody wants to do it, but a lot of people want. 
But how many people do? You yeah, know what I mean? And, and you guys stepped up, man. The we aspect is part of it. The you know kind of kick around in twelve steps at the first word and the first step. We how important that is, and it came into play here too. Good morning, Shane. How are you doing today, oh, man? Good morning. I'm doing great. Shane Gibson, alcoholic addict. Uh, so yeah, I am. Th- today is probably the first day I'm really back. Back. Uh, I we got back in town Friday, and uh, I had enough time to take about an hour nap before I had to get ready and leave again to uh, get out of town to go to Cumberland for the weekend. We had some renters come in, so <laughs> uh, uh, today's my going to be my first day back in my own home finally. So. Looking forward to that. Um, prior to this trip, uh, you know, last year we went to um, uh, Colorado. Uh, the, the way that whole thing planned out was, you know, my whole life I wanted to go out west and, and do an elk hunt. And um, I didn't know if that was ever going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, I never knew anybody to do that, anything like that. Um, until I met Travis. Travis came into the rooms uh, several years ago and been watching him for a while. And um, he finally came in this last time and stuck. And uh, we got to talking and he's like, man, I, I miss going out west and going elk hunting. I was like, what? You know, it was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, elk hunting? I was like, yeah, I'd like to do something like that. He's like, man, we should go, we should go. You know, he was real early. And, and I was like, I'll tell you what, you stay sober for a year and we'll go. And uh, he, he stuck around, man. He stuck and stayed. And uh, that time came around. He said, remember when we were talking about that elk hunt? I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, it's getting close to that time. You want to put in for our tags? I said, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it, you know. And uh, so uh, I talked to my wife. And it was funny on a lot other podcasts, you know, I talked about it. But I'm going to rehash it. Uh uh, I was thinking about all these things I was wanting to say to my wife to justify me going on this trip the first time, you know, and, and I was uh, uh, planning out what I was going to say to her and everything. And uh, then one day I just finally just said something and asked, and she said, well, when is it? And I told her the date. She said, okay. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was so excited. And then uh, this year, you know, I, I told her, you know, prior that, you know, we're going to do it again next year. She's like, cool, but, you know, go for it. And uh, so it came around this year. And uh, since I'd already done it once, you know, I kind of knew what to expect and what I wanted to do this year different than I did last year. Because last year I was so focused on um, on the end goal, if you will, versus uh, the journey. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of preparation to get ready for it and everything, but... Once I got there, I just rushed up the mountain to get to the top. You know, I didn't enjoy the the moments on the way up. Uh, I was, I didn't know what what I was getting myself into. I'd never done anything like that before, so I was just focused on 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 following Travis's footsteps. You know, and, and doing exactly what he did versus anything I wanted to do because I didn't know what I was doing. Yep. And that's how you do things like that. You know, you learn from the person in front of you. So um, he he. I just followed him down that path the whole time, doing my mantra and everything. And when he stopped, I stopped. I didn't. I just did exactly what he did, you know. So uh, this year was a little different. Uh, I wanted to slow down my pace as far as going up the mountain and 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 getting to that end goal of getting to the top. You know, I wanted to enjoy every moment of it. And um, we had you going this year, so you had never been. So I wasn't the new guy anymore, you yeah. know. So we had a new guy, and. Uh, 
just to stay um, focused for you, even, you know, because there was times I wanted to give up too. And uh, uh, I knew I could do it because I'd already done it before, you know. I've I've probably felt the same way you felt when you were growing up, like, we ever going to get there, kind of, you know. So um, uh, once I knew where the end goal was, it it, it makes it a little easier, uh, I'd say. Not really, but you know what I mean. There is something to travel, a path you've traveled before, Mm -hmm. no doubt. Uh, I don't know if easy is the right word or whatever, but there's certainly an advantage to doing it the second time. It's um, like I can I can get there. I, I've done it before. I know yeah. I can. But the, the guy that's never been there before is like, we ever gonna fucking get there? Kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And that's the way I was last year, you know. But uh, uh, just getting up that mountain this time was a, a lot different. Uh, it, it, you know, Travis said, you know, he had I, I can't remember his exact words, but like, uh, you know. Sometimes I want to stop too, you know, and, and I can feel that, you know what I'm saying? I can feel that, but he pushed forward and pushed forward. And that's what kept me pushing forward, yep. pushing forward. And that's what keeps you pushing forward, yep. pushing forward, you know? That, that's how we get there is yep. we help each other. Like, man, I don't know if I can take one more step. Well, he just took one more step, so I know I can, you know? So that's, that's how I get up there. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, uh, we left on a Tuesday night, uh, I think around seven o'clock or sometime around that neighborhood, and uh, six forty-five. The plan was is, uh, <clears throat> and again, this is from doing what somebody else has done and listening and following some directions. Because when I first heard that Travis said <clears throat> we're going to switch drivers every two hours, I thought, well, that's a little excessive, but it's actually perfect, and uh, and it really makes that trip. I don't know. There's something about the trip that makes it go seem. It never felt exhaustive. You know, mm-hmm. uh, by the time you're getting a little road weary, it's time to let somebody else drive. Yeah. And uh, and and we go through, go drive. We actually made our meeting on Tuesday night and uh, was in the home group meeting in the vehicle mm-hmm. and uh, headed on out there. Uh, and what I guess part of the joke is, is driving across Kansas, period. That's Jesus. just a long yeah. dang state and long there's not drive. much to, you know. Uh, you know, when we came back in the daytime, I mean... I don't know. It wasn't as bad as I thought, you know, that that people said the first time we went through it, it was night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you couldn't see anything. And it is a value to drive across that state in the night, I think. But uh, um, I just, we, you know, we, the drive was relatively un, uneventful uh, on the front end of the trip. You know, the, Shane had two little bumps in the road kind of thing goes on. And uh, he called me up and he had had a flat tire uh, a week or two prior to the trip. And was intending to have his tire fixed before uh, before we left, and so he called up, and uh, of course I was like bracing, like something is up because he's you know this is not just a how you doing call, yeah. And uh, I said, you okay with if we don't have a spare tire? And I'm like, well, that's not gonna be enough to make me stay, you know. That's not gonna be enough to cancel the damn trip. That's for sure, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then he called up, and his daughter had received a positive. COVID test. An hour before we were leaving. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and it did. It stopped me for a second, you know, and, and I, it totally went against my nature to even be bothered by it to some extent. Mm-hmm. But it stopped me for a minute. And I was like, no, nope, that ain't enough either. <laughs> you know, you're going to come bigger with that if you're going to get me to bail. Yeah. And I knew that wasn't your... Exactly. Your point wasn't to get me to bail, but uh, I did play those mental games pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh and so that kind of, I don't know, it did throw a little bit of funny energy in there. I tried to just set it aside and do what we do, you know, and uh, 
But you know, the did script it did slip into my mind. Can you imagine us getting sick up there? Oh yeah. Uh, no way that I could. You know, this is a this is not this is someplace you want to go to in this peak of condition as you can, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, spiritually. Uh, any hiccup uh, could really change the flavor of the trip for everybody because mm-hmm. of that wee thing. You know, if one guy goes down, uh, there's going to have to be a load shifted for sure to uh, to do Huge that, load. and that's going to affect the other people's trip. Um, that that and that thing, that part right there was, was tripping me out because I was like, man, I was like, I didn't even want to tell you guys. Like literally, I was like, uh, I'd already set up the appointment to have my tires rotated and balanced on that Tuesday before we left. And uh, uh, just because I wanted everything to be perfect as far as my truck was running, you know. And uh, that Friday before, I, I saw my sponsee on the side of the road, and I, I threw it in reverse and, and pulled into a parking lot, and I ran over the curb and busted my rim and busted my tire. So uh, I immediately called the, 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 the Costco to tell them, hey, uh, I had... I had this happen. I know this is a specialty tire, um, and I just want to make sure y'all had one on hand. So when I come in on Tuesday, well, everything will be good because I'm leaving for Colorado. They're like, there's one on the shelf. We'll pull it off for you. Everything will be good to go. I'm like, all right, cool. So uh, I get there Tuesday morning and drop it off, and then they call me like an hour later and like, uh, sir, this is a specialty tire. I said, I know this. I said, uh, I called you Friday to let you know that this was a specialty tire and and because uh, I needed this for my trip. And you all said that you had one on the shelf and you pulled it off the shelf for me. He said, well, that was a new guy and he didn't really know what he was talking about. I said, okay, that's fine. He's like, well, we don't have another one. It's going to be next week before we can get it. And I'm like, well, I'm leaving. So it's, don't rush order it or anything like that, you know. But I, the, the cool part was I didn't get mad about it. You know what I mean? I wasn't... I wasn't pissed off. I, life on life's terms kind of stuff. I'm like, cool, just do what you got to do. And then, um, so I go pick up my truck and get back home. And then we go to uh, to have my daughter tested because one of her um, teammates on her volleyball team, we got tested positive for COVID. So we, we go up there and I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, but we'll be good, you know, and, and I'd already called y'all and told you about the tire and y'all were cool with it. And I didn't want to call you and tell you about it. Cause I'm like, man, if they say no, because I don't even got a spare, I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not doing this. So I was like, no, just be truthful. Just tell them what's going on. I know it sounds like an excuse to not go, but I'm, I'm uh, that's not what my intent is. So, uh, we're sitting there and I was like, I looked at my wife. I was like, man, if his test is positive, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the, the little nurse walks up and she's like, she's positive. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. Like, I literally did not want to call you all and tell you. Yeah. Like, I, my first instinct, don't call them and tell them because they won't want to go. You know, and I've been so ready to go on this trip. And then I was like, no, that's not the right thing to do. Just call them and tell them. I'm sure they're going to be like, fuck it, let's go. You know, if we're going to quarantine, let's quarantine on the mountain. <laughs> you know, so uh, that, that was that was crazy how all that um, worked out. But, you know. Yeah, sometimes I get concerned of like it'll throw me into that thing of going. Well, maybe the you know maybe that's higher power saying don't go. Exactly, dude. You know, and you're going, but I'm going. No, that ain't either. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and I, then, you know when did you get into my heart? You know, that's where I go when that kind of stuff. And I had to like you know the thought comes across my mind, and then uh, I had to go in, go within, and like no, that is not what exactly. That is. Yeah, I had I had the same feeling. I like is this is this God telling me not to go? You know, and I was like. I sat there and thought about it. Like you said, you're like, no, that's not it. It's just something that happens. So yeah. go do your thing. 
So the drive was pretty uneventful, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, didn't seem to take too long. We stopped and ate breakfast in Denver, and mm-hmm. in a minute, there we were, pretty early, really, at the trailhead, right? We, we piddled around the town just a little, got some soft drinks, or got some, I don't even remember what all, but uh, we got to trailhead, I don't even know what it was, noonish? Yeah. Sounds right. And, yeah, and and we know the plan is we're going to stay the night down there mm-hmm. and uh, and get up in the morning and have the mountain get uh, to yeah. get to be better acclimated and have a full day ahead of us so that you get the whole day. Um, and so that that was a little difficult in a sense to uh, for me Hurry up and to wait. stall. Yeah. Uh, there was a little bit of some digging I had to do inside to make that happen. That's only from experience, you know, for me is because I've been out there, let's say I've been out there 15 times over the past 25 years. Yeah. And I have drove to the trailhead from here and went straight up the mountain. You know, I've yeah, by making those mistakes, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've also gone out and spent 24 hours at that elevation and got my body acclimated to that. And it changed everything. Right, so yeah. I knew that we needed to wait before we started that hike. You know, we're going from what's the elevation here? A thousand feet above sea level? 600. 600 feet to 8,500 feet. So we're going up 8,000 feet up in the air right off the bat and staying there 24 hours. Once you get to that elevation, just keeps you from getting sicker as you go up because mm-hmm. there is a, a serious concern yeah. with altitude sickness. You're, you know, we're going 12,000 feet. That's pretty effing high, you yeah. know? And it, uh, it gives you some time I can come off of that drive to, you know, I don't know, after a big, long car drive kind of thing, I feel a little funky, mm-hmm. you know, so you get to, like, shake that off, too. Yeah. And uh, we went over, uh, well, we was planning on hitting the AA meeting that night, <laughs> and uh, so we knew where that was at, and we scoped out the location ahead of time, and uh, we decided to burn some time by going into Rocky Mountain National Park for a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, then we started seeing game in there. And, sidetracked. Uh, got a little sidetracked. <laughs> um, ended up not being able to get back in time for the meeting, but you know that's one of them acceptance things. And I was a little bummed at the time, but then we ended yeah. up being able to go to a meeting later on in the week. So uh, yeah. you know, I didn't need to go to a meeting every day in Colorado, but I would like to have hit one mm-hmm. just so uh, out of town meetings are pretty cool. Um, so we, you know, I just kind of, kind of walked through the story. We spent the night, well, we had one big tent that we weren't going to take up on the mountain. Travis brought, and we pitched it, and all three of us uh, dove in the, in the tent. And it was relatively early in the whole time. It was went to bed daylight, relatively yeah, early. Uh, the mountain will make you go to bed early. Uh, mm-hmm. We stayed up that very last night. Got up in the morning, and, uh, you know, there's a lot to, you know, when you go up. When you go up there, you need to have what you need, and you want to have your stuff settled out right and shook down and your pack fitting right and all that kind of stuff before you head up there. And, uh, you know, there's some mental preparedness for me mm-hmm. of being ready to do it. And I, like you said, I had no idea what I was getting into, you know. Uh, we threw on our packs and locked up the truck and took off down this very, very flat, what, 100-yard strip. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's uh, straight up the mountain and switchbacks, man. And uh, but thankfully, you know, it didn't take me long at all before I was gassed. I mean, just gassed. I could not catch my breath. I felt like I was breathing like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would try to take a big, deep breath. And normally I can do that. And it was like, 
That's all I had. Yeah. I could not like feel like my lungs. It didn't feel like my lungs were like were full. Like I was being. It was like I couldn't expand my lungs to its full capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of scared me at first, you know, because I thought I was going to hyperventilate, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think you and I both struggled with that for a few days. That lightheadedness oh, at yeah. times, you know. And uh, and again, you know, it's that doubting. Thomas bullshit sneaks in there about real quick. That first bit of that mountain will make you wonder, can I do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead. I mean, I just always tell people the mountain's going to challenge you. You know, I mean, you're going to go out there and Mother Nature's going to do what Mother Nature does. You know, I mean, it's just one of those lack of power things, you know, and and, uh, you're going to have to earn it, man. It's just how it is. I mean, it's always that way with that mountain. One way or the other, you're going to have to earn your place to be there. And and uh, like I said, it'll push you to the brink of where you think, man, I'm too old. Or, man, I, I could you know, I, I could be watching Netflix or sitting home watching Dancing with the Stars. And what, what am I doing out here? I'm, I'm not made for this. And all those things that your mind tells you. And that's why I love it so much, man. It really, really uh, is a mental game. Uh, a lot more than it. I mean, it is physical. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, it's a lot of physical too. But I always say your body can go so much further physically yeah. than what your mind tells you that you can. And I don't think it really matters what kind of shape you're in. It's still gonna. That's gonna wear you down. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be a challenge to the most fit people, especially mm-hmm. with weight. Yeah. Um, and the oxygen. You're talking about twenty to thirty percent at that elevation. You're getting twenty to thirty percent less oxygen, and that's why your lungs are doing that. You know. They're, they're not used to getting 20 or 30 percent per breath less you know it takes a little while and that's another reason that whole first 24 hours that you want to get acclimated to what that air is going to do to your body and i have got altitude sickness before going out there and going straight up that mountain and and altitude sickness can kill you i mean it it can kill you and uh the the best thing you can do is get water and get to lower elevation until you feel better and that's what i had to do one time out there you know And, and and that lesson taught me to not run up the mountain right when i get there you know so with some kind of like weird elevator as you climb up that mountain and you see the lake down where the truck is parked get smaller and smaller and you gain altitude fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's flat beautiful right from the get-go, man, that, that hillside you're looking off of there and seeing the surrounding mountains. And uh, that that charges my soul right off when I've got that view around you uh, while you're walking. Um there's a break point about halfway up that hill or halfway to the to the yeah. lake, uh, and that's yeah, kind of an antici- anticipation point. Travis was saying something about we'll break there, you know, and, and I really – I was happy for that break, and I loved the pace that we were going on, you know. I, every time you all stopped, I was ready for a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find myself feeling like I was rushing, and I had to keep on allowing my pace to be mine mm-hmm. and tell myself just – Walk at your pace. You don't have to keep up with, with them. Cause uh, and you know, I just that's a all of us as we just walk down the street have a natural pace, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's going to be different. And uh, I found myself a lot more because you have to pick every single foot spot, every footfall. You have to pick it, or else you'll step on a damn round rock, or you'll slip out in the gravel, or you'll you have to very intentionally walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention with 50, 60 pounds on your back or whatever, uh, having to keep that in balance because those uh, sticks saved me a number of times. Uh, just a slight tip over, and that weight wants to take Shift. you away, man. Mm-hmm. And with that stick out there, I can catch myself. 
every single time I will never do anything like that without those again or yeah. you know I haven't done them before but there's a little controversy and then people call them sissy sticks sometimes so then that gets into my ego my male ego about using uh, using a crutch uh, no man uh, I think you'd be dumb not to use them matter of fact I know it it's, it gave me a lot to do that um, we stopped up there at that uh, break point man and, and I was pretty not wore out, but I was certainly feeling it by that point. Uh, but it was pretty cool on that little break, man, and, and then stand back up and felt like you had fresh legs and stuff. Just mm-hmm. a small break of getting that weight off for a few minutes. Uh, put another pep in your step and ready to, to move on. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. Um, when you were talking about the, the breathing part, um, I remember that moment where... I started getting in my head about it, and I remembered what I did last year as far as knowing that, okay, it's just a little bit less oxygen, you'll make it, you'll be okay. Because the first, my first mental thought is, I am i can't breathe, I'm freaking out, you know? And I remember telling you something like that. It's like, it, it's okay, you'll get your breath, it, it's just, but I remember right off the bat, I was like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this too, you know? Yeah. I know I've done it before, but am I going to be able to do it this time, you know? Because I, I couldn't breathe, and my, I went straight into my head, you know? And then um, you said the break part. Um, when we got to that break part, and I took that pack off, man, I felt like I was going to float away. Yeah. Like, literally. I mean, I, I started walking, and I felt like I was floating in the air, yeah. you know? And just start levitating, because uh, it, it's just such a relief to get that much weight off of your back, and and you don't realize it, but that, that little bit of a break, um, it really helps uh, your mind and, and your body. You know, it's like, okay. And when you put it back on, you're like, all right, it's not so bad. Again, we're okay. We can do this, you know. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that halfway point's a, a good little stopping point. In that particular spot in the trip, you know, and I could be, my perception could be off, but I think I'm relatively on. From the truck up that hill is a tough pull. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to where you're walking on relatively level ground and you know you're still trending upward mm-hmm. but it's not steep except for just the little ups and like downs straight up and, and down, the little yeah. hills and stuff like that and then the very end of it uh before we get to watonga lake there's another pull that you got to go uphill and uh and when we finally you know when we made it to the lake i was i was gassed by then you know and it would have been it made me happy if that's as far as we were going uh <laughs> But, you know, I was also uh, trusting, you know, I was along for the ride, you know, and, and I did have confidence that I could get where we were going. I never really felt, I never did have any kind of dread feeling that I wasn't going to be able to get where we were going. Uh, there became a time where I wasn't very happy about it. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't really even an unhappiness. It's just shifting air. And that was the cool thing about this trip. And one of the things I was telling Christopher last night is that uh, if it had been less hard, then I wouldn't have hit that edge and had the opportunity to push through it. You know, if it had been, if we'd have stopped at the lake, I'd have never hit that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I need that point in my life, you know. Yep. Uh, if it had been a whole lot harder, you know, if we'd have had a whole lot further to go. I don't know, man. I was probably going to need a break before I could go a whole lot further than we were going. Mm-hmm. And we put our packs back on after that break at the lake and started heading up. And now it's a pretty nice trail. Matter of fact, it's a really nice trail from the truck yeah. to the to Watonga Lake. Uh, when we started from there, uh, there was no more trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're, you're really having to pick your footing and you're having to pick your path. 
the trail did have a number of logs that were laying across it that you had to cross and that was always a little you, know, you could definitely tell after you had to do some of those cross over one of those things that that's a little harder work. Yeah. Uh, some crews had sawed a lot of them out of the way, but not and all of them. With a hand saw. Yeah, like our understanding was is with yeah. a hand saw, yeah, and, and, and miles up in there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, volunteers, from what the one guy said. Yep. Not even paid. We started heading up there to the top, and then, you know, by now, uh, I really don't know where I was going. Uh, Travis gave me a couple waypoints, but you look at the... Uh, like the Google Earth kind of thing, like on Onyx and that, and you really can't get a feel for what, what you're really getting into. Yeah. Uh, I tried and tried, but uh, it exceeded my expectations in most every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're heading up that hill, and uh, I don't know, somebody else want to take it? <laughs> I will. Uh, I mean, from the lake, you know, I, look, I've been out here, you know, to this area we went up in this area with a purpose right and the purpose was to hunt elk and mule deer uh and i have been to this area with my dad since i was you know in my 20s um 44 now so um i kind of knew the area the, the the deer and the elk hang between a certain elevation you know and without right without pinpointing exactly where we're elk hunting and killing these animals and everything but i know that the lake is say ten thousand feet and the mountain goes up to 13,000. And I know between like 12 and 13 is where the elk are usually hanging out. And between 11 and 12 is where the deer are usually hanging out. And I got a kind of camping spot up there. You know, it's about, I'd say, a mile or so past the lake. Um, but it's pretty steep to get to. You know, you're going from 10 to 11, 5 the or something like that. Elevation gains happening pretty quick. Not like yeah. the switchbacks. And, and there's no trail. So there's no trail. But so at this point, you know, that I know that, especially if it's my first time, that my mind's playing some you know tricks on my head like why did i bring this and what what the hell was i thinking packing these things that i'm not gonna but you got to think about it we're gonna be there for 10 days right expected 10 days in the backcountry we're not gonna see another soul we're not gonna see another person it's gonna be us and god and nature so you got to say okay i got to put everything in my pack that i'm gonna need to survive for 10 days potentially uh you know we don't know that there's going to be animals there right you know this is wilderness this is completely wild i mean there's what seven billion people on the earth how many places can you go that are still fucking wild like there's nothing human made there you know for miles and miles and miles thankfully this country has actually set aside stuff in protected places so that we still have pretty wide expanses of property like that it's amazing it's an amazing no motorized vehicles are allowed in this back country area for 15 miles in every direction 20 miles there's no four-wheelers there's no vehicles there's no roads there's um, no chainsaws you no even chainsaws even allowed to cut trees you know and uh and and that last little mile to go from the lake up i call that a quarter of the journey because mm-hmm. you're having to go left and right yes. and over trees and deadfall and 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 it, it's not easy you know and that really is the point where your mind's really going okay motherfucker when are we yeah. gonna when are we gonna get there where are we going what where's this motherfucker taking us you know and and uh and uh you know that that camping spot at, at like i said it's about 11,000 11, feet somewhere in there and and uh and, and we finally got there from the lake. I guess it probably took us a couple more hours, maybe. Yeah. An hour and a half to yeah, two hours. My clock, my timer said that we had a, we hiked for nine and a half hours that day from the time that we left the truck to the time I got up there and finally clicked my button. And I really don't know when I did that, uh, but it was relatively soon after we got up there. Uh, the trip in is how this podcast got named. Um, 
we were, I would say, three quarters up from the lake to the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what I heard Travis say, and I don't know if it really was what he, how he said it or what he said, but what I heard him say was, hey, Dan, check out this game trail. <laughs> and uh, game trail was the last thing on my list of uh, concerns at the moment. And uh, all, I just, the only thing I can mutter was, Fuck that game trail. <laughs> and I had those guys both <laughs> turn around and at me and laughed, and it became a uh, came a, uh, a thing for the rest of the trip. It tends to be, well, somebody will come off with something that will end up being like the the theme for the for the week. And, you know, and I did recognize when I looked down that that was a very nice game trail. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited, man. Yeah, you know, I like, I'm, tell. I'm like... <laughs> Okay, the animals are up here. Look at all these tracks and everything. Dan's like, fuck that game trail. Let's just get where the fuck we're going. I just wanted to sit down, man. And we're, we're what, maybe 15, 20 minutes from where the camping spot was at that point. That was the end. We were right at the end, you know. So he didn't know that. Yeah, I wasn't sure. sure. That's what when I, you know, the real meaning of uh, you don't have to tell me the truth, but please don't lie to me was, you know, you don't have to tell me how far it is, but don't lie to me and tell me it ain't far it's right you there. know i gotta have some mental grasp to go okay and uh and i wasn't at that time my uh my hips was beginning to ache i had a knee that was aching uh and and it really was getting to be the where i was wondering if i could go a lot further just from a pain threshold thing you know and and it wasn't terrible yet but it was getting worse it was right. it was it was beginning to hurt more and those uneven steps on the rocks and that kind of stuff uh, with all that weight uh, was a problem. And, man, when I got up there and we finally, you guys said, this is it. And I think I was like, really? You know, don't, <laughs> don't lie to me. Don't fuck with me. Uh, I, the only thing I could do is get that pack off me and lay down. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know. But I felt like I laid there 20 or 30 minutes. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. When we were finally got rolled up and putting up our camp, you know, I was so exhausted that there was times that I was down on my knees, like driving a tent stake into the ground. And like, kind of forgot what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know. Next thing you know, all I'm doing is sitting there on my knees, staring at a blade of grass, you know. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get. I have something I'm trying to do here. I have a purpose. Yeah. And it really did. It wiped me out. And that's what I meant. At some point in that three, sometime around half to three quarters from the lake to the top of the hill, uh, I hit what I thought my edge was, and it became that deal where it was a mind game of, uh, of persistence. Mm-hmm. Uh, put one foot in front of the other and just keep going. Yeah, I remember that point, and and Travis was going around the the side to go up there, and I was like, I think we can cut across right here. And me and you went that way, and he went around, kind of up above us just a little bit, and we cut across. And I was like, we're almost there, and he just when he was like, don't lie to me. And I was like, no, seriously, it's like right there, man. We're we're almost there, and and we get across there, and. And get up, and we were getting ready to crest that little last little elevation right there to get onto the campsite. And uh, I was like, "Man, he don't even know we're, how close we are now," you know. And and I stood there on that log, and I could just feel your energy. I was like, <laughs> he, he, "He's thinking to himself, when are we going to get there?'" You know. And I was like, "He just doesn't know how close he really is now." And then we get up there, and you're like, "This is it." Like, yeah, and you just crashed out, man. And I went over to where Travis and I had taken some crystals up with us and left them on top man. of the mountain. And um, at that moment, I knew that crystal was for you. I never, I didn't had no purpose for that crystal other than, than to leave it up there for somebody else to find or actually to find, intended to bring it out here. Yeah, to, to to find the person it was meant for, you know. And they were still sitting there, and I picked it up, and I remember you laying on the ground. I went over to here, Dan. This is for you, and you were like. 
Fuck that. Now you weren't like that, <laughs> yeah. but you know. <laughs> what I can think of is that I don't need another pound in this pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Cause I, I was like, man, that was uh, after afterwards. I was like, man, that was the absolute worst time to give that to him. You know what I mean? But I. Well, it's I, at some level, man. I look at that as that is that push through and almost like a you know the gift of okay, man, that you made it. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, for those, and it is that, a beautiful spot. For those listeners that don't know how thorough that Dan Reeves is, I mean, he brings two of. <laughs> every fucking thing up on the mountain like he has to have two of every just redundancy of just in case this doesn't he brought extra fucking shoestrings for his boots man i mean (laughs) this guy's pack was at least 10 or 15 pounds heavier than everybody else's you know and 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 most of that most of my excess really was in the snacks that i brought i brought way too many snacks man vacuum pack gummy bears and a couple uh I, i had a couple too many things of food but had we not come down off the mountain and spent two nights down I wouldn't have had, I would have ate the food that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only real food I had left over was from us going and spending the night down in town uh, those two times. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, uh, we only went and spent one night in town. Two. Two? Mm-hmm. Two, yeah, that's right. But the last one was when we was done. Wasn't yeah. It? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one night during so the week. Anyway, that content that what Travis said earlier about being prepared to spend 10 days out there, mm-hmm. I was making sure that I was going to be okay, but I had way too many snacks. I probably had eight pounds of snacks I couldn't, didn't need to take with me. Uh, but I do. I'm a redundancy dude, man. And I'm a prepared kind of dude. And I joke around. I don't know if that comes to be prepared from Boy Scouts or what it is, man. But, uh, uh, I like to be prepared. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to seeing how you handled this trip as far as because I know you're a like busy guy. You're you're always doing something. You're always. I mean, it, it, yeah. And uh, I was like, when he gets up there, what is he going to have to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing you have to do. Right. Yeah. Um, I wasn't didn't have a tag to fill. I didn't. You know, I didn't really have any kind of you know sense of urgency for anything mm-hmm. so i i was kind of anxious to see how you handled that you know what i mean you handle it well but uh, i at first i was like man he'll probably go get a bunch of firewood and all this stuff and even though we weren't going to make a fire i was like he'll probably have all this stuff prepared but no you, you did great man uh um like i said when i handed you that crystal it, i know it was the wrong time but you you, I don't know. you, you sat there and and and, and compo- got your breaths and everything. And I was getting all my stuff ready. And I remembered uh, when we were going up the mountain. I can't remember exactly what I said to Travis, but I remember seeing his face and seeing the reaction of um, we were, we were talking about the the walk up there and how hard it was. And I was, and I said something to the effect of you know through suffering comes great great joy or something like that. And he, I just saw him like ding, you know, like a ding moment. And it, it was just cool to see that. And and it, it is because. It's not that we were suffering; we were suffering in our own way, as far as getting up that mountain to 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 get to what we were wanting to do. It's a lot of work, and, and yeah, nothing great comes easy. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what I saw when you were laying there. Is that great joy that you finally made it there? You know, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool to see that too. And it is a beautiful spot, oh. man. I mean, there's places in it where you can go out just not just right off the edge there, man, and be on a giant freaking boulder mm-hmm. and see forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and I did spend some time just sitting on those rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, without I didn't have anything to kill. I just had a pair of binoculars to look around and uh, just sit and soak that up. Yeah, uh, I I envisioned having a whole lot of that kind of time, and, and from the front end, like you know, what was I going to do to stay busy? 
while y'all were out hunting because mm-hmm. that could be that way. Y'all could have spent like every waking moment hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I intended to go with you some, but y'all were so effective that uh, when I didn't <laughs> pick the first time you went, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was out of luck to be along. Uh, but uh, I can totally understand why and and that, that spot is ever bit worth that pull to get to it regardless of the animals being at that elevation or anything, just the whole atmosphere and the, uh, you're almost to the top, but you have a backdrop of them still one more ridge behind you, at least, or maybe more than that. Yep. That's the way the mountains are. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're still thinking that looks like yeah. the top oh, and you it. look over and no. that may not be, but it gave the feeling of being right below the edge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that view off of that front side of that campsite uh, was just, just unbelievable. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into to where those animals are going to be at, man. I mean, precipitation, how green the the grass is mm-hmm. that they're feeding on, how much snow has has accumulated up. I mean, there's so many things that go into it, you know, that you're not guaranteed to even see an animal, right. you know. And, and something I've I always wanted to see, always. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got there a day or so before the season started, so that we could kind of scout around and go out and watch yeah, with we our walked binoculars. Up on a Thursday, we had all day Friday to yeah, do all, whatever, just to you know, scout, scout just to, or hang out and recover. Yeah. I mean, I spent Friday mostly in a recovery mode. I did too. Yeah, and uh, and then Saturday morning was opening day, so we had that day off. Yeah, that Friday. There. The the one of the highlights of the trip for me was that that Friday morning before the season opened. You know, we're kind of out on one of those big boulders and checking with our binoculars looking at these ridges and we see two elk fighting up on the on the mountaintop there's two elk going at it fighting up there and then we kind of look over and we see something else on the other ridge and i'm like what is it something i've never seen up there that i always wanted to see man and it was two bighorn rams with the full curls of the antlers all the way around their head standing up there i mean they looked as big as dump trucks you know standing up there i mean they were so huge uh you know, just two of them standing up there, and we saw them every Being day. Along, they were just morning. hanging out where we were at every day, and I've and never seen them, man. Never seen them up cool. there. Uh, That's what I always yeah. wanted to see. That would have made my whole trip just to see those two big horn rams and not even yeah. see anything else. I'd have been completely content with that hike yeah. just for that. You know, that was definitely a gift. Uh, it was amazing to see those those animals up there, and they're protected. You know, that they're not hunting. You can't hunt them there in that, that unit. Uh, you can't in other units in Colorado, but that unit is actually protected, and they're protected there. Uh, and they're just such such a beautiful animal, man. Yeah. If I recall, it's something like fifty tags they get, they have every year statewide, statewide. Yeah, and, uh, and there's a breakdown on. This page, you know, like in this unit, they got give you eight. Yeah. And in this unit, it's ten. And and just for uh, your information, the tag is twenty three hundred dollars. Yeah. So say twenty thousand people put in for the tag, and they give ten of them. Yeah. You know, a year. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, yeah. once yeah. in a lifetime. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You talk uh, about fifty tags and what a typical hunting success ratio is. There's not many of them killed every year. Right. Uh, but they are beautiful that is was it was just uh, you know words and and it was far enough away now shane actually took his camera and poked it through his binocular and got a fairly decent picture Mm -hmm. for uh that technique yeah uh, of one of those uh one of those rams is is pretty cool it would have been uh it would have been cool to have a spot and scope and one of them uh phone phone scope thing to attach to it where you could zoom in 60 power on them and and get a photograph but uh I was real glad I didn't have that extra four pound spot and scope on my pack. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have two of them. 
Yeah, he last year that he kept talking about Rams, you know, and and then the first day we're up there, we see him this year, which was really cool. It, yeah. Everything about this trip was just like, like we couldn't have planned it any better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Last year we had a lot of challenges. Yeah, and, get and, there when it's snowing. Yeah, get there and, and it rained on us the first night as we're at the base of the mountain all night long. And then we get up and. And start hiking up. We get up about 700 feet, and it's all snow from the rest of the way up, you know. And we can't even see the trail, you know. Yeah, and, and this is my first time up there, and I didn't have the sissy sticks, you know what I mean? So I was very grateful for those things this year. Because I fell, I I could probably say close to seven to ten times last year I fell, you know. And, and it's just that awkwardness of, you know, the shift of the packs. Once and, that pack and, starts going in a certain direction, man, and, it takes a lot gravel. to stop it. Yeah, and, and the gravel, the loose stuff, you know, and you're being super careful, but I mean, you can only you be still, so careful, yeah. you know, and, but having no sticks really helped us this year. And I only fell two, two or three times this year, but the one time I broke my stick and that was just yeah. sitting on a log. Yeah, that wasn't really just, a fall. It was more like a slipped off my seat kind of yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to readjust my feet. My feet went out from underneath me and I just had to go with it. I had no, yeah, my legs were done at that point, but yeah. I had no, no way to kind of get, get up from that. I was like, I just had to go with it. Uh, I had to make a point to stretch and really uh, keep my keep some flexibility i mean man that, that that meant a lot to me is getting the, those real deep stretches and stuff and i'm you know um glad i have that in my toolbox because otherwise uh i'd have struggled more um so we went to bed that friday or friday night and uh y'all got up on saturday morning and uh, i heard y'all rattling around and everything but i knew i wasn't getting up this morning uh, i was still in recovery mode man and uh yeah. And uh, I was struggling too that day. The the day before that, the the Thursday, I was struggling all that day. Friday. Like, I, oh yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday, Friday. I was struggling all day, and then uh, um, we we got up Friday. Well, Friday night we we scouted around. We saw two elk, you know, on top. That'll of, raise your spirits. Yeah, on the peak. I was like, ooh. I was like, I want to go after that one. It had some really cool fronts. So I was like, I want that one, you know. And they're like, well, we'll go up there where we shot. Uh, RJ last last year, and we'll sit up there for in the morning. That was our game plan. You know? I told Shane go ahead and punch your tag. I said just go ahead and punch your tag now, dude. Just yeah. go ahead and punch your tag because we're going to kill that elk tomorrow morning, opening morning. I said I had a dream about it, mm-hmm. and my dream just hit. This really happened before we came out here. I had a dream that opening morning Shane killed a big bull elk, and I said it's on the 11th of September. Yeah, it was 9/11. It was 9/11 in my dream, and. In my dream, on the 11th, I said, you killed a bull. I said, go ahead and punch. This was the day before season started. I said, go ahead and punch your tag, dude. It's going to happen tomorrow. Just joking around, you know. Yeah. I had premonitions in this before this trip that everything was going to go well. I, I, you yeah. know, I never know, you know, you never know how much faith to put into that stuff. I mean, I had a real good feeling about everything working out real well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder about, you know, how that plays into manifesting and I think that was the same energy y'all were carrying too, mm-hmm. and how that comes into manifesting what happens while you're there. Mm-hmm. I don't discount that one bit. So y'all got up, headed up there to that spot, and like that little valley. That's everything about that place is that you know there's these little tucked away holes, and this is not like small holes. These are not like one acre little spots, man. Mm-hmm. These are acres mm-hmm. of uh, these little valley that you can peek up over or draw or whatever bowl. I don't know what all the terms I've heard people use about those spots. But uh, when y'all, when I followed y'all up to that spot, you know, I had no idea 
that was there. Mm-hmm. Never really had any reason to know, but they're surprising to me. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, about how sure. like yeah. you come up over there, man, there's this whole nother piece of landscape here that you didn't know was there until you actually got there. Yeah. Cause you can't see them. They're tucked down behind some ridge or some, uh, I don't want to feature. climb up there to see what's over there. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, yeah. Cause I'm, you know, climb up there and there's nothing, yeah. right? Or there's just more up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so y'all got up and, uh, y'all, y'all purposely headed towards where you saw the ones the night before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go ahead. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, um, in the same spot last year, uh, I, I had killed an elk in the same exact spot that we were at that morning. You know, when on the, the sun was coming day. on the last day yeah. of the hunt last year, uh, and I kind of saw those bulls the night before up on the ridge, kind of doing what that bull last year was doing. He was kind of peeking over the edge, seeing if there was any other animals in that valley we were in. And I thought, told Shane, I said, if we can get one of those bulls to, to, to think we're a cow, we do a little cow calling down here and they may come down and check it out, you know? And, and so as soon as that sun came up, I started cow calling a little bit, you know, because elk hunting is like turkey hunting. If for anybody that doesn't know, I mean, it's like turkey hunting on steroids, man. I mean, you got, this is like a prehistoric animal with ivory teeth and knives coming out of his fucking head. You know, I mean, they fight and, and screw for that, That's all they're doing. They're trying to, they kill, kill each other to the death. You know, I mean, that, and they got huge knives coming out of their heads and they fight. They're just a cool fucking animal, right? And, and, uh, I hit this cow call when the sun comes up a couple of times and all of a sudden there's a valley over to our left. There's a bull bugling back at us coming from over there. And then over to our right, there's another bull over here coming and there's another bull. There's bulls coming from every direction. They're coming to us, all of them, you know, and and uh, some of, one of them got downwind of us and smelled us, and he shut up and disappeared because the wind's such a big fucking deal up there, you know. If if, if uh, any animal gets downwind to you, they're going to be gone. Uh, they know a human smells, and they know that's danger, and they're gone. Uh, and the other ones, they kind of hung up on the ridge above us, you know, and they, they wouldn't really come in, but um, we just kept enticing him with some sweet little cow calls and and his interest finally got peaked so much that he couldn't take it anymore and he came down there to see what the hell we were and they really are like standing on the other side of the ridge yeah. playing peekaboo to some extent like yeah they're peeking over the top of the mountain looking down where they're hearing them sounds from you know and and when they're looking you just got to be still and not move and not say it. and every time they turn their head to go back the other way you just kind of give a little cow call and he's like wait what was that you know and he kept looking back finally he just couldn't take it anymore and he just came down the mountain you know right right one to came us. and one didn't one came one didn't screaming in our face bugling screaming uh you know, and, and he kept coming. Every time he stopped and looked away, I'd give a little cow call. Shane could see him sometimes, and I couldn't see him. Shane would be like, cow call, cow call. So I'd cow call a little bit, and he'd look again, and he'd keep coming. And finally, he walked right in, what, what 50 yards, I think, yeah. and, and Shane put it right on him, man. And that was it. An hour into the hunt. An hour into the season, man, and the elk was already laying. I mean, he went yeah. down right there 30 yards from where Shane hit him at, you know. And, yeah, from my end of the story, I woke up and I knew you were gone. And, and it's kind of like a funny thing. It's like uh, I'm sleeping and it's still dark. You know, my eyes will come open. I'll see it's still dark. And I'm like, okay, more. Mm. But when I open my eyes <laughs> and there's daylight, it generally will make me get up. Time you know, up, I, it's yeah. like no matter what, it seems like it's almost like somebody turned the lights on, so to speak. And I, I crawled out and started making coffee. I really hadn't done anything, man. Got up, peed, started my stove. And I could hear cows, I could hear bugles and, and cow calls from where I was at. Uh, I really discounted. I thought it was people. I thought it was y'all or, you know, I thought it was hunters, you know, completely, 100%. Uh, until I heard, boom! <laughs> and then just a second later, there was a second shot. Boom! 
And, uh, and that's usually in my world, bad news when you hear two, you know, if you hear, it's kind of like the Indiana deer woods, the little traditional thing in gun season is boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, Running away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I knew you had muzzle loaders and you're not going to get those repetitive shots. And that's what mm-hmm. that sounded like to me was the one failed one miss and the next hail Mary. Right. Uh, after out there. But, uh, you know, there's that pull to me to like want to go, but I had no idea where you were at. You know, I want, I was like, man, I'm like, no, you sit still because uh, you're, uh, and it probably to find you would have probably been impossible uh, with that yelling or something. But a minute later, here y'all come down the hill. Uh, I don't know why it's burned in my brain, but I only saw one of you coming because one of you had orange on and one didn't. Mm-hmm. And the one that didn't have orange on, I couldn't see. <laughs> And it did, Donna, it did uh, question just a second in my head. I was like, why is it just one? <laughs> and, uh, one of shot the other one, one off. One I, shot it, one. it didn't really cross my, you know, I didn't right. come to any kind of conclusion, but the question of why is only one of you coming right. back did hit my yeah, mind. And then y'all had too. to lie to me again and tell me, no, you missed uh, the fir- at first. And you corrected the story and. Uh, told me you have one, and uh, man, that is just so cool. And that's what I mean about this. Like, you know, what was is within an hour of the first day, uh, the the bull is on the ground, and Shane had a elk tag, and Travis had a deer tag. So, uh, if you like three quarters of the job was done in weight, yeah. <laughs> and so, y'all told your, your, your part of the story. I want to say, but it, it's yeah. kind of a recap, it's but it's totally different, man. you know what I'm saying. Because when, when we got to that spot and got set up, he went back, you know, 50 yards or so and, and, and started hitting the calls and we could hear him coming. He could see, he saw the one come running off the mountain and I couldn't see nothing. And, I was like, and it sounded so far away. I was like, So like hearing them, you're hearing their vocalizations yeah. or you're actually hearing them moving? Oh, no, I, I could just hear their vocalizations, except one time I did hear some rocks. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, I'm got to be closer than what I think it is, you know? So I got excited and my adrenaline started rushing. But, um, we're sitting there, and, and I'm hearing all these different bugles, but they really do seem really far away. And I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to see nothing today, you know, but it, it, this is awesome, you know, I'm having fun. And, and then they um, got to the point where they kind of just shut up, you know, and I was like, well, shit, did they get downwind of us? You know, what is it? You know, and I was kind of bummed out. And because uh, I, I had that same premonition of, of getting one open in the morning, you know, and, and uh, so... Travis came over and sat down. He's he's jacked. He is so excited. He's like, dude, I saw him running down the mountain. This is awesome opening morning, you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I was jacked. Yeah, he, he was pumped up. So he sits down next to me. He's like, man, he must have caught a wind. Or, well, you know, it, 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 we'll, we'll go, what do what you call it? The um, uh, midday midday madness or mm-hmm. something like that. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll go over to over this peak and, and, and we'll, we'll go get you one this afternoon and blah, blah, blah. But, we're going to sit here and listen. The wind must have shifted or something, you know. And then uh, he's like, but keep your eyes on the peak and, and just make sure nothing peaks over. And no morning he said that pretty much. I was like, don't move. Because I just saw this elk come to the peak and he's like looking over right down. And Travis is sitting directly to my left where there's like a little bit of a tree right there where he can't see it. And I was like, oh, shit, there he is. And he's looking, he's looking, he's like, don't move, don't move, don't move. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so, so I'm excited now, you know, and I'm like, okay, what do we do here? And it, so 
he turned his head. I said, call. And, and he would call and he, you know, look right back at us, you know, look direct like, like he was looking into my soul. Like he knew exactly where I was and he was going to come. And I was like, oh shit, this is getting real now. So I'm sitting there and uh, he, he turned his head again. I said, hit it again. And he hit it again. And finally, after like the third time of him doing that, he committed and started coming down that, that mountain. I was like, oh shit, it, it's about to happen. So as soon as he came down the mountain, it started coming down the mountain. He got behind some stuff. Travis got up and was going to move behind me. He's like, I got to get behind you because he's going he's gonna to be coming to that sound. And I don't want him to be right on top of us, you know. And I was so freaked out. I was like, uh, I, I, I had to put a lot of trust in him because I did not want this dude to move. Because yeah. I was like, he's going to see it. And that thing, I'm going to watch him go back over that mountain. And I don't yeah. want to see that, you know. So he got up and, and moved back and, and got set up. And I was watching that hillside the whole time. And I never saw that elk during that, during that time. And then finally... He, that elk bugled again. I was like, okay, all right, we're, we're good. So um, he hit the call, and then he that, that elk came around. He's about three-quarters of the way down the mountain. He came around this one peak. And I'll, I'll never forget this picture, man. It was so majestic. And he was just standing on the edge of this rock with this big – I remember that his chest was so brown to me. Like, that's all I could really see. I didn't even look at the antler. I knew I was going to take him. He's a big one. But I was just looking at his chest, and he just let out this bugle. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. he's coming, you know. And and uh, so he hit the call again, and he started down the mountain some more. And, and he got down to the, to the bottom. And um, when he got down to the bottom, he was about 150 yards from me when he first started. And um, I was sitting there. Thinking, Which you could do. Yeah, I could if I wanted to. But I was like. This now he's gonna, in range. This dude is, is, is going to come in. I had that feeling the yeah. whole time. And, and so uh, he hit the call and he bugled and, and he came around. And he got to about 100 yards. And he's like kind of quartered, quartered towards me a little bit. And I was like, man, I could take a shot right now. I could take a shot right now. I was like, just wait. He's going to come closer, you know. And I was like, okay. So he hit the call again and here he comes. And, he, and then he kind of got like a little bit of a dip. Right before he came out in the open, and and I was like, did he turn? Did he catch a wind? Blah, blah, blah. All his thoughts going through your head all at once. And then all of a sudden, I could see those ivory tips start coming. I was like, oh, there he is. You know, and then then he came out, and he was walking, and he, he let out another bugle like 50 yards right away in front from of us. I mean, screaming rah, right in our face, yeah. man. Like, oh, it was man. like fucking Jurassic Park, yeah, dude. Like I mean, wrecked me. <laughs> Right in our face, dude. Nothing like an elk bugle. There's no made the hair on the back of my neck stand straight up. Yeah, dude. And, and that's when I started breathing, dude. Because I, I mean, my heart was beating so fast. I was like, I need to calm down. I need to calm down. So <laughs> I started focusing on my breathing, focusing on my breathing. Like he's gonna be here any second. I can see it coming up, and and I didn't even, I didn't even wait to to for him to stop or anything. He was walking at a slow pace and very cautious. He was and, so and, close, and he was so close, and I was like. He he got to this point. And I was already set up and ready to go, and I just let the bull fly. And then as soon as it flew, I just saw him hunch up, and, and I could see it immediately. And I was like, "Oh, were you on a rest or were you off?" Yeah, I was sitting rock. on a rock. Yeah, I had it sitting on a rock, perfect. and I had it perfect, and I had all my breathing technique down and everything. And I just pulled the trigger, and it just boom, and that was it. And the, he ran maybe thirty yards. 
<laughs> it's like, why do you can see it pumping out? We were jumping up and down. Yeah. I mean, stuff was going everywhere. Calls were flying you were everywhere. Calling after he shot, like they do oh, on the he video. Did. He Stop. went down so fast. I didn't, you know, I didn't need to call you did, him. Though. You I did, did yeah. but uh, I, I didn't need I to. I noticed that in the videos I'm watching. Yeah. That, you know, as soon as they shoot one, they start calling again. Yeah, a lot of times they don't know they're hit. You know, and they'll stop to look, and it yeah. stops them, especially if it's not a great uh-huh. shot. They'll stop and bleed out close enough where they can still see him that's why they call him after they shoot but yeah. and one of the things also i was pointing out and you was talking about him seeing you is that they from my understanding they have a fantastic ability to pinpoint where a noise yeah. is coming from yes and that's another reason for the caller to get back to draw the attention not just from a space standpoint right. but also to draw the attention if they're looking they're looking up behind the shooter someplace not not at the shooter yep I mean, it was textbook, man. I mean, it was. I mean, there was nothing that. Absolutely yeah. perfect. I mean, it was a perfect hunt, dude. I mean, Makes you per- feel like a pro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, called him right in, fifty yards broadside. That's Shane was the, set up with a good rest. Supposed to happen. You know, everything happened exactly the way that God intended it to happen, dude. I mean, it, it just. I mean, I couldn't have asked for anything to go any way different. You know, except anything. You had your video camera rolling. Yeah. Well, except if Dan would have got up and would have yeah. been with us video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah, one, <laughs> no doubt. If I'd have been there, I could have been videoing. Yeah. Uh, he, he ended up getting so excited, he pulled the trigger, too. Just to <laughs> <laughs> That's what the second shot was. <laughs> salute. <laughs> it was 9-11. I had to salute 9-11, you yeah, know. So uh, I was so excited, and we were jumping up and down. And, and now, uh, Y'all didn't even approach the animal before you came back? No. no. We decided to go get you first. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to run down there and just touch him. And I was like, no, let's go get Dan. You know, yeah, it's really not that far away. No. Uh, you know, all in all, in that expansive land. Yeah. Uh, y'all were just right up over the bump. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you come back and we, we headed back. You know, I don't know if y'all got a cup of coffee or did something and had a drink and turned around and went back. But we, in short order, we got our stuff to make sure we had what we needed to go take care of the animal. Yeah. And uh, and headed back, and then that is where uh, you know the work begins, so to speak. An hour into the hunt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you thought now, you were going to get the rest a now couple it's days. All work now, yeah. <laughs> the fun part's over. Now it's all work. And I did videotape fun. the chain walking up to that to his animal, and so there is a YouTube video out there that has that uh, captured. I got about a ten minute video of some of the footage I I took along while we were while we were up there i'm gonna cut in for just a minute and uh play a little clip that we uh captured right at shane's kill site i wanted to pick up a little of that energy and then we will return back to the podcast uh after this so we're up here with uh with Shane's bull, got our picture taking session done. Uh, first thing this morning, I didn't even get up. Uh, those guys, I heard them wrestling around. They didn't make much noise, and off they went. And then I woke up to hearing bugles and cow calls, and crawled my butt out of bed, and was making coffee, and heard boom. And then I heard a second boom, and I thought that ain't good. Uh, second shots in my world are never good, uh, but this time it didn't matter. It was a victory shot keep him from going anywhere it looks like he missed don't you think oh yeah uh, for sure and uh so how's the excitement chain man it's uh, beyond words um watching him come down off that mountaintop it was just beautiful to watch man uh, he, they're just majestic creatures yeah. man they're they're so beautiful 
And, uh, they are. He's coming down off that thing and, and watching them stop and, and, and bugle and, and get all the way down to within 50 yards of us, man. Uh, I'd let him come in as close as he could. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna let it fly. Yeah. I'm super excited, man. No doubt, man. It's a hunt of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, you know? this has been a dream of mine for years. I never thought it would ever come true, and today it's came true. Yep. Come up here and gave it a shot last year, and yep. uh, Travis took till the opening day of this year to get her to get her done. Yep. Uh, yeah, good shot and everything. Uh, just took a few steps and fell. My understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about fifty yards. Oh, at did most. It? Okay. I mean, he was right over there when oh, I was saw it. Yeah. He caught this far, trying to make a little bit of escape, oh, yeah. but he was, out of gas. Yeah, he was out of gas. He was done. Yep. Lungs. Double lung, it looks like. Travis, what was it from your end? I was running around back here calling. I mean, <laughs> I got to see the whole thing happen, though, you know. I mean, I, it, it took a little while this morning. There was probably three or four bulls around us, you know, that were answering my calls. And they would come, like, to the ridge top above us, and they'd just stop and look, and they wouldn't see anything. You know, they wouldn't see any cows down here, so they just turn around and go back. Or, but this one, man, he just, he was, uh, he was a little too curious. Mm -hmm. And, uh. I don't know, man. I'm just excited. Like you, you said, know. you said it's ever bit of the excitement of getting it to yourself is to call one in. Yeah, man. I'm calling him in to Shane's lap at 50 yards and getting him a shot. I mean, that, yeah. that's that's as fun to me as killing one. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, that, it gives me more joy to to be able to share this experience with him and and with you. And, and uh, that's what it's about for me, man. Yeah. You know, it's not about killing something for me. It's about yeah. just experience. That hike up here nearly killed me. <laughs> uh, but I knew there would be gold at the end of those kind of rainbows, man. Uh, and that's what coming up and doing all that work to get here. And, of course, another level of work happens right now. Well, uh, I'm kind of mad, dude. I mean, it's opening morning. I mean, it, yeah. You only have so many opening mornings in your fucking life, right? And yeah. Shane has to ruin the whole opening morning <laughs> yeah. by shooting the first bull that comes right to him. You know? Now the work fucking starts. Yeah. I'm so. excited for that part of it, too. Every bit of, <laughs> every bit of it. All the way to the skillet tonight. We are going to eat some of him tonight. Cool, cool. Well, we will uh, fold it up. I might even, I was thinking about setting that up and putting it on time lapse. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And Video it. it yeah. The process, that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, and uh, at least, at least uh, we'll just see. But yeah. I'm going to start it. So uh, we'll sign off and get started here in a second to getting the goddamn thing done. <laughs> Probably say a prayer. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, fellas. Well, we're out. All right, we'll get back to the after-action report here in just a second. Uh, I do feel the need to apologize a little bit because there will be some uh, reiteration of uh, certain things throughout this podcast as it was recorded at three different uh, three different time intervals. But um, one thing you can do is you can tell that people are telling the truth when they tell the same story over and over. <clears throat> so, back to the after-action report. You spend a whole year getting ready for that moment, you know, and, and an hour into the hunt, you feel a little gypped. Like, I felt like I was a little bit fucking yeah, gypped. Like, sure. I spent a whole year getting ready for this. You're practicing the yeah. calls and yeah. watching thousands of hours of elk hunting videos and that training. Is, and Once you shoot one, it's done. Right. You yeah. know? Right. And you don't get to play with them anymore. Right. right. 
And uh, it's, it's not that you can't, but there's definitely a different energy if you're just up there footling around or when you're actually hunting. Yes. Uh, just to go out and call turkeys for fun without any intention of shooting one is yeah, kind of weird. You don't uh, want to yeah. want them to get used Same to the sound of the calls either. Yeah, educate them. Yeah, educate them. And they come in, they're like, oh, what's that guy doing? You know, yeah. we're sitting there, ha ha, look, there's an elk. Yeah. I'm going to remember yep, that. Yep, That's what he's he, thinking. Yep, he time stamps that in his brain, and mm-hmm. next time he hears a call, he's going, hmm, I've been there before. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you know, if if, if the hunt's going to go like that. and, and I'll take it. Yep. You're not going to pass. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, you, you can't pass the, up the opportunity. You know, it's been gri- given to you. It's been hand, handed right to you, you know, on a I silver platter. I the dichotomy of that the hunt's over now. You know, it's a little, at some level, it's a little deflating in a way. You know, although you've had this great success and you got all that high elated feeling, also, I'm done. Right. And you know, the we, cool part about going up to him, too, was I already knew that it was the one that we were going at. Too, yeah. you know because he had these defined fronts that were just long and come out and curled up just right you know and i was like oh that's the one i want you know and, and i got him yeah know? we had seen this elk the day before yeah and he he's not the he's not the biggest bull out there by any means but he's the one i wanted yeah and we got him and he's nice yeah thank you yeah so we took into uh and that's another thing man that's the all new territory to, for me is uh disassembling an animal that size mm-hmm. uh out there in the field uh, it got warm. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun yeah. popped over that mountain. That was one thing. Like the very last day was the coldest night we had. But the minute that sun popped over that ridge, oh, yeah. it was like a microwave come on. You know, I mean, it was just Ripping instant warm, man. Yeah. Everybody's tearing off clothes. And, uh, and that's a little bit, you know, we all have that question about meat stability and things like that and that warmth. Uh, it didn't take long for the flies to start showing up. And, um, and, and that part, you know, I really thought maybe that was going to be like an all-day affair, taking apart the animal. Yeah. You know, you don't really get to see that part when you're watching YouTube videos. They just kind of show before and a little bit maybe during, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it went relatively quick in my world, you know. Uh, I don't know, a couple, two or three hours, and we had to, meet, the most. Yeah, three, had to meet sure. bagged up and was heading down the hill to go put it someplace cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know, so somebody else pointed out and said, because I did that time-elapse video while we were doing some of that. Actually, the fir- I got two pieces of it. The first time I did it, I did it in slow motion. Oh, I nice. have a piece of film that's slow motion doing it. It's like, well, that's real entertaining. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I took it and I ran it through my thing. I speeded it up after the fact. Cool. Uh, so, uh, and it was like 20 minutes oh, wow. of slow motion. Oh, there's a knife cut. <laughs> yeah. 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 Slow motion knife work. Yeah. But uh, somebody mentioned the teamwork element uh, they saw in the time elapse video of us all working together. And they're like, yeah. Uh, my dad said, he said, well, everybody made sure to get a knife in him, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just a one man job for sure. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And that's another great thing because I can't imagine doing that by myself. Uh, being up there and doing it solo, uh, I really had no desire to go do that by myself. Yeah, it, it, it didn't even seem like work as far as that goes. When you're no. when you're with your your friends, you know your fellows that yeah, it, it, bullshitting around, yeah, and joking everybody's and, having a good time. Or it didn't seem like work at all. I enjoyed yeah. every moment of it. You know, I think whenever we all get sober, all of us are like, okay, the party's over, 
now what the fuck are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I, I personally have, fun have this big fucking hole in my soul, right, that I filled with drugs and alcohol. And it filled it. It worked. Right. Oh, so wow. when you take that away, what am I going to fill that hole with? Yeah, and and for me, man, I got I got a, those things that, that really fill me up, you know, like these hunts and and going on these adventures and and teamwork with my brothers and doing these things. Man, those are the things that that fill that hole now, you know, and, it, and if I don't fill that hole, then I'm going to go back to what filled it before, yeah. you know, for me. And and and. That's uh, why I, I couldn't have done this without you guys. I can't. I can't do this by myself. Like you're saying, I wouldn't have wanted. To, I can't do this by myself. There's just no way I yeah. wouldn't do this by myself, man. We and, saw the one solo hunter guy coming up the mountain, and that's you know there are people that do that, and you hear them talk about it. But I really had no desire to do that by myself. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I know that I don't kill anything anymore is because the work involved after the kill. Mm. Some of that is just flat. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and you know the other thing is is that i don't want my hunt to end mm-hmm. uh, i like hunting off season and by not getting anything it keeps that purpose ahead of you mm-hmm. uh that that I, I know that's part of what i'm doing today with my pretending to hunt uh, a lot of meat on one of them suckers yeah. uh I don't know why I pulled the pine quarter off the first time and how heavy it was. I was very surprised at just how heavy that yeah, pine quarter was. Yeah. Uh, That's without really, skin on it. I mean, yeah. the skin's pretty heavy, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a 700-pound animal, you know, I mean, on the hoof, you know. Yeah. I, uh, well, there was just everything was new to me, you know. And to some extent, I felt like I was dragging up the rear and not just literally and most of the time because, uh, and I know that's the same basic anatomy as a deer and i've taken deer apart mm-hmm. um but that's a whole different scale of oh, animal to, to to deal with and uh just stood back and helped where i could um giant big back straps just after just didn't take long and we have a substantial pile of meat over on the tarp yeah. uh, <laughs> putting it in bags that are pretty damn heavy uh, it would be nice to have. Uh, I would like to know how much those bags of meat actually did weigh. Right. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, heavy enough that when we hauled them down, you knew it. Mm-hmm. For so sure. Yeah. Uh, even Travis took two bags from the from up on top down to down to the lake. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that had to be upwards of sixty, seventy pounds probably. It might be conservative. I'm not sure. But uh, that's new to me to pick them things up and uh, and hang them in a tree because that just does not compute. Yeah, you know, in my world, you get them in on ice and in a refrigerator or something ASAP, and those things hung out there for days. But when you felt the bag of meat, man, it was cool. Yeah, and it was warm. Mm-hmm. It was warm out. Uh, yeah. But having them in the shade, I guess, and. Close to the stream uh, uh, helps a lot. Yeah, it uh, that those bags of meat were cool to the touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you kept your hands there, they your hands would get cold. <laughs> and I don't know about them game bag if that's a rookie mistake or or what it was about. Took us a minute to figure out about Singles. doubling them back yeah. over one yeah. another. Yeah, uh, that's definitely uh, uh, a trick worth knowing. Because those game, I always thought I seen those things, and it's like hanging them in pantyhose or something, and you know they they got runs in them mm-hmm. if you weren't careful. Yeah, and uh, 
frankly, they're just not tough enough to do what they do in one layer. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a, a good trick. And we, uh, you know, it was in no time that we had that animal disassembled. Uh, I do feel at some level that you leave a lot of meat on the mountain. Uh, but then again, you're carrying a lot of meat off the mountain too, mm -hmm. you know, and if you were closer to the truck, maybe you'd do a little more surgical removal of everything. Right. Uh, but under the circumstances, uh, it's a feel like you took a sufficient amount of it for sure. And that you can handle, mm -hmm. uh, one more trip of meat, you know, one, one probably one more bag of meat might've meant another trip. Mm -hmm. I mean, for it could, sure. could get to yeah. where you're hitting that. Uh, threshold of having to come back up there again and get more. Mm -hmm. um, and we did make two trips. I mean, yeah. we went down with a load of meat and came all the way back up with nothing. Yep. For another load of meat and a few days had a later. Substantial load going down again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and I don't know. It was pretty quick then that uh, I don't know if it was right then or not, but we started making a plan and uh, of uh, taking that meat down to the lake again. And uh, but we, we ended up staying the night there. We stayed one yeah. more night up yeah. there on top, and uh, then we uh, got up and hauled the meat down to the lake and mm -hmm. came back up and then got our camp, moved it to the lake, and then moved all our everything delay. down. Yeah, we had a little rain delay, and that storm was coming. That's another thing up there, you can see our storm from a ways away. Uh, I you know, it just barely skirted us to the yeah. north, and uh, there was some pretty good, according to the radar, there were some pretty good storms in that that we uh. We avoided another one of those things where, uh, you know, just enough that range, just enough adventure to get your attention, mm -hmm. uh, but didn't end up being uh, a sog fest. Yeah, I, I, I did not want to tear my tent down for sure because I was like, as soon as I get this thing down, it is going to open up, and I'm gonna wish I had this tent open. Yeah. And I, that was my luxury item that I took up there it was a four man tent. Uh, it was a lot of weight. But I was like, I'll skimp on something else to have that comfort. Because last year I had this little bitty ass generic tent that I, I it was miserable, miserable, miserable. And if it wasn't for the fact that Travis's dad had, had stashed uh, a little cache of, of supplies up there the year before. Uh, and there was a four man tent up there that had just a small hole that I wrote in and chewed in it. But um, we, we stayed in that last year. If it wasn't for that, I'd, I'd have been miserable because that tent that I had, it was just so small and just was not comfortable. And I had to crawl through the snow to get into the tent, you know, and it was just stupid, you know. Yeah. So I was like, this year I'm going to have me a big-ass tent where I can stand up and change my clothes in. And, 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 and if it does rain, I'm fine, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that worked out to where we, Travis and I tore our stuff down. Yeah. If that storm did happen to hit, we'd have room to all bail into yours yep. until it passed over and uh but it ended up really just spitting mm -hmm. uh sprinkled for a little while and we got our stuff together and left that spot for good for the week yeah uh it, there was a little bit you know i like it better up there the lake is beautiful too mm -hmm. but you lose the perspective down at the lake to some extent uh, right i guess you could probably find a couple spots it's like where y'all went to sit in a meeting and stuff like that where you can actually get another view but that night that i i'd taken the elk uh, when we got back, we've got this little part of the story. Um, Travis, uh, that night, wanted to go up on another peak and scout. And uh, I did not want to make that travel because I was still kind of feeling under the weather because of the altitude sickness. So 
I'd already, we'd already done all that work. I was like, I ain't going nowhere. I was like, I'll stay here at camp. I was like, I'll watch this bottom down here for you, you know, and and you can go up there because I didn't want to walk up that mountain again. So he went up there, and me and you went over to that edge, and that's when we saw those uh, three yeah, mule deer. We sat there. And yeah, we sat there. Down that there. meadow where mule deer were down close to the lake. Yeah, and that's when we saw the three mule deer. that We had seen the one mule deer um, the day before when we were scouting for the elk. And uh, so I knew where to look, and, and we were sitting there, and all of a sudden I looked down, there was three of them just right in the middle. I'm like, where the hell they come from? Yeah, because we were just got to, th- we looked, we glassed real hard every place, and uh-huh. we were kind of like, well, and so There's now nothing. we're just sitting here shooting the yeah. shit, you know, and you went, oh, look, hey, hey. And, and there, there was we watched them. them for quite a while. Man. Yeah, we watched them for like an hour, it seemed yeah. like, and, and then we all rendezvoused back at the camp. Yeah, packed up and went down to the to the lake the next day. Uh, yeah. yeah, the next day, um, we did eat some of that fresh elk tenderloin oh, up on man. the up on the high camp spot. And thank you for the bringing all the tools so to was, do that. Yeah, that's some of my extra oh. I bought. I, uh, I took a fishing pole and a frying pan, thinking that I was going to catch fish and maybe do that. Uh, there was a fire ban in effect, so uh, ended up cooking that little of that tenderloin in my little skillet on the on the jet boil and it is it's just there's not there's nothing quite like that no that fresh meat off an animal you killed and you're Mm. out in the middle of god's paradise and uh, a whole lot of things stack up to make that a mighty cool deal and awfully good tasting food Mm. Uh, i didn't eat any well we talked about side dishes and that but i didn't end up eating anything but meat elk at night it was delicious it was. And I think as the last night we sat there, me and Shane sat out for a little while and looked at stars and looked at that yeah. night sky because that's another thing to get away from all that light pollution mm-hmm. that you get here in town and that sky looks completely different. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't imagine that uh, 11,000 feet elevation makes that much of a difference when how far away those stars really are. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it does. Yeah. So you reach out and touch them, man. We saw quite a few shooting stars that night. That was cool, too. Yeah. Uh, I think the night before, I think when we walk, marched off that morning, we saw those sheep again. Yeah, and, every uh, morning they were there, and and headed back down to the headed down to the lake, uh, set up camp down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a beautiful spot. Uh, got a couple pictures from one of them in particular with my fly rod across there because when that sun sets down there in that valley, once it goes over the mountain and it's still shining on the opposite hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something real beautiful about that effect that happens when that when that sun is up there and, and not on you. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're standing in the darkness, kind of, and the light's right there. Like you can see it. Yeah. Reach out and touch it. That was Sunday morning or Sunday, we hiked back down, packed up, and hiked back down to the or hiked down to the lake to uh, go. And uh, I'll say the way I, I my understanding of it is is that. Uh, uh, the elk were up higher, mm-hmm. and uh, so the first time, first days we needed to be up there because that's where they were. Uh, speaking of that, we saw some hunters on the way in that were bow hunting that were camping way down low, almost down to that split in a camping point, spot, yeah. and they were hiking up there to hunt, uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense unless you might be under the impression that you camping in that area, vicinity of the animals, causes some problem 
that's about the only thing I can figure about why somebody would do that and uh, that they have the perception that that it that it's bothers the ant will hurt the hunting. Uh, that'd be the only thing, the only reason I can think of that a guy would rationalize camping that far away from where they're hunting when they didn't have to. Um, the Travis has that experience from being up here and was, uh, and plus we saw mule deer down lower and Travis had formulated a plan to, uh, to uh, be in that meadow where those mule deer were. Uh, once again, I stayed at the camp and you two took off. We had like an hour or two, didn't we? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, my whole goal of this trip, like I set an intention to help Shane get his first elk. Mm-hmm. You know, he had never killed an elk before, and, and it was my intention. This trip, whether I, whether I filled a mule deer tag, I had a deer tag, whether I filled it or not. And I have hunted up there, like I said, about 15 times, and probably eight or nine of those times I've had a mule deer tag and never filled it. Never, ever filled it. So that... That point where Shane, where I said a prayer, you know, before we, that first morning, I said, God, if it be your will, you know, I would really love for Shane to get his first elk on this trip, you know, and if it's not, that's okay too, you know, I'm just happy to be here and thank you, you know, for, for allowing us to be here. Anyways, well, Shane killed his, killed his first elk that first morning, that first hour, and I was like disappointed because the season was over that we had, but, but now it was my turn. Look, now I had a deer tag and we still had like eight days and I had never filled a mule deer tag before, and I've always had a mule deer tag. Not always, but half the time I always have a mule deer tag, and I never had a shot at a mule deer. And we had seen these mule deer uh, down below the camp by the lake where we had moved down to, and we formulated a plan to get to that meadow where we had seen them the night before. And, and Shane wanted to come along uh, because I was there for his elk kill, and he wanted to be there for my first mule deer kill. And I had no expectation of killing a mule deer, really, to be I honest with was. you, because— because I had hunted mule deer so many times up there, and never last year I had a mule deer tag. We didn't even see a mule deer, nope. uh, and I had never killed a mule deer before ever in all the years that I've hunted out there, you know. And uh, and and me and Shane formulated a plan to get to this meadow. It was, it was a little bit of elevation climb from the lake between where we were camping at and the lake, and uh, with the, the with way. with the help of On X, uh, you know. Um, see yeah, hit up Spiritual Underground yeah. Podcast to sponsor. Uh, <laughs> For Onyx Hunt. Anyways, it's an app that shows you, you know, uh, the the terrain in, in a 3D kind of format. You can set waypoints on it and everything else. And and we had kind of marked the point where those deer were at. And we said, well, they came out at 6:30 the night before. Let's get up there about 5:30, you know. And and we'll be sitting there when they come out on this meadow. And and me and Shane took off, you know, after we got down to the lake that second day. And and we got up there. And, and another thing that I had said, too, in, in that prayer when I was praying about it, I said, because we were trying to figure out I needed to do a third-step prayer. And I was oh, yeah, going yeah. I was going through the, the work again with my sponsor, Dan, here. And and uh, I had needed to find a place to do a third-step prayer. And I said, God, along with Shane's prayer, I said, and if it be your will, God, that I kill a mule deer this year, we'll do a third-step prayer over that mule deer, yeah. over that kill site, you know. And, uh, and uh and if it's not your will, then that's okay, too. You know, I always say, if it's not your will, that's fine, yeah, too. Well, first, that is It'd be cool if it was your will, but if it's not, I'm good with that, too. <laughs> There's a little piece of uh, where we knew that was where, you know, we went up to the third step decision in Travis's work prior to the trip, and it was just natural to, you know, we, my tradition is is to uh, allow a guy to pick a spot that's special to him to do his third step. And um, I always kind of say, joking around, as long as I don't have to drive more than an hour or get on an airplane, 
uh, I will comply. Uh, but this was triplets coming, so that was just natural to do that. And uh, initially, he had pointed up at some point, see that peak up there? I'd like to do it up there. The first day. And I was kind of yeah. like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, I'd have walked up there. I'd have, if you went up there, I'd followed you up there. I said, I'd go, uh, go, go do it where you wanted to do it. Uh, but definitely there was something inside of me that was like, I hope we don't do it up there. I wasn't about to remind you before we left. Oh, hey, man. Um, yeah. But then by then, we also did kind of have that thought of over top of your mule deer, you know, that come that was spoken before. I was right. spoken at the elk. Y'all, y'all contemplated, but you're like, no, let's do it over the mule deer. That's when you were like, let's do the over the mule deer yeah. kill. Yeah. So y'all slipped up there into that. Uh, yeah towards that meadow and we're creeping through the woods you know and it's crunchy and loud and 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 we're talking and we're trying to figure out where we need to get to because we can just see it on the phone app on the map we can't really see we're in the woods the terrain is completely different than what it looks like on the map in your hand you know in your phone uh and we're going up this mountain we're following trails we're hoping that we're getting to where we need to get to without the wind switching and the deer being laying up there off the meadow somewhere and and we get up there close to the meadow, you know, what was it, maybe 50 yards off the middle of the meadow or so. And we're walking, we're standing there talking, trying to figure out where we should get set up. We're like, let's build a little blind over here next to the middle. We're just talking, just standing there. And then all of a sudden, I see something flicker out of the corner of my eye. And I said, don't fucking move. And I looked out on that meadow. And there was that fucking same deer standing there at 50 fucking yards away. Not a fucking clue in the world that we were there. Just feeding along in the meadow and didn't even, the, the deer we had seen the day before and the day before that and the deer that I said I would shoot if I saw him, it was him. He was there. Yeah. We thought he was by himself. So I just told Shane, don't fucking move. And I, I'm just standing there and I'm like, okay, I don't want to shoot just free shot off, offhand. off, offhand shot. I need to get a rest. I need to get a, put it up against a tree, put the gun up to, for a good steady rest. And I took a step forward and that deer's head shot up. And he heard me take that step. And I don't know how he never heard us yeah. walk up to the meadow. He never heard us talking. He never heard. But when I took that step, he popped his head up. And I said, well, I'm going to have to take this offhand shot or it's, I'm not going to get a shot. So I pulled up. And, and that's when you heard me shoot from down at the lake. I mean, yeah. right after we yeah. walked off, you heard another yeah, shot. Because like, these motherfuckers killed something yeah. again. And I didn't know. I, I knew <laughs> that there was something that you that, that was a successful shot. You know, I just dawned on me, too, you know. Those animals have that sense of like when they're being hunted and when they're not. And when you all were just walking through the park, screwing around, right? You're not putting off that hunter energy, mm-hmm. you know. But then once you saw it, right? You know, the next little twig snap, you were was shot out with right. uh, with hunter energy. Yeah. And he went, "Oh, what was that?" Yep. So I shot, dropped him right there in his tracks. And then we see four or five other deer running off. So there was a bunch of deer there that we just didn't even see. I don't know how we got all the way up to where we got to, 50 yards from them, uh, walking through the woods talking. I mean, it, I know how we got there. I know how it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, There's come something on. to be said about I, that energy you throw off. You know? You know? Yeah. Because uh, if you're squirrel hunting, deer walk by you and they don't really care. And when you're deer hunting, squirrel walk by you and they don't really care. And, you know, whatever you're not hunting doesn't seem to be scared of you while you're out. Mm-hmm. And if you were doing that, and you weren't really putting off that energy. Yeah. Um, I was super glad Shane got to be there. You know, yeah, I mean, first cool. mule deer in my life. Really, if you think about it, man, I mean, look, I've, I've been sober two years, two two years and some change, two seasons, two hunting seasons. And the last two hunting seasons of my life have been better than all the other seasons ever that I've ever had. Yeah. 
kill i mean the, the hunts have been so much more meaningful and 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 getting to share this with you guys and getting to do this these things that i love man and and it's it's just fucking magic man it's it really is fucking magic yeah, to, the most to, satisfying days of your life lie ahead it's fucking true man satisfying days so, of exist of your existence lie ahead it just it, it just keeps getting better and better and better and and I, I can't explain it. I don't know how it works. Miracle. It just fucking does, man. So he, he told his, his part of the story. Not my <laughs> so, that, that you know, we, we had gotten down to the, to the lake that, that night. And it, by this time, it was almost evening uh, by the time we got everything down there uh, because of this little storm delay. And uh, got everything set up, and I saw him gearing up to, to go out for a hunt. And I was like, man, I, I kind of feel like he wants to go out by himself. But I was like, he is going to get that mule deer tonight, and I want to be there, you know. So I started carrying up myself. I was like, you going hunting? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm going with you. And he's like, okay, but we're going to be really quiet, you know. Two, more, two hunters <laughs> in the woods makes more noise. It's like, I know, I can be quiet, you know. But I just knew he was going to get this deer, man. So uh, we set out, and we, we're starting to go up through this meadow, and, and it's really, really cool, man. There's a couple good spots, and and like man maybe we should sit up here i don't know let's if we don't find that we're going back down to this little area because this looks really good you know and and we started going up and going up and man it was almost straight up and he was looking on his on x and then everything of where it was and we're like we're not that much further we're not that much further i was like all right we're hopefully if we get up around this he said if we get up around this rock right up here that should flatten out and we got up there and 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 it got to that and man it just looked like mecca i mean it was so beautiful up there and perfect like this is it we're here you know and um we start just easing through the woods just real quiet like just taking our time i mean super slow we were going slow through there and um just trying to get our bearings on where is this meadow that we can see from the the boulders above us and and we're going down through there going down through there and um taking our time and uh i was like man i, I feel like we're getting close He's like that's it right there i was like yeah i think so and i was like I think they were coming from the right because we never did see where they were coming from. But I was like, I, the way they they fed down, I like, I believe they're bedding up right up here, you know, over to our right. So I was like, let's get over to that big rock, you know, let's get over to that rock over there, and we'll we'll, we'll see if that's close enough. And we get over to that rock, and we're sitting there like, man, this is awesome, blah blah. And Travis, literally, I mean, we had just gotten there, and gotten to that little spot, and he was like, don't move. And I thought he was fucking with me at first, and I was like, what? okay and i just had to trust him because i wanted to look and like what 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 is it you know and he just started raising his i'm i'm pitching it right now he's raising his gun up real slowly real slowly real slowly and he gets it up and then he takes that one step that makes that twig break and and i could just tell that it it it, it enhanced all his senses he's like oh shit this it's go time kind of deal you know what i mean and and he because he was trying to get up to that tree to to get up and I, I still did not move. I was still focused on him, and I watched him the whole time. And then he just squeezed the trigger, and then boom. And then as soon as he squeezed the trigger, I turned, you know, to look to see what was going on. And I just saw legs bouncing everywhere. I was like, you missed. You missed. He's like, you know, he's down. I'm like, no, there's legs going that way. I'm like, there's more. I'm like, okay. You know, I look over, and I see I see his mule deer laying there. I'm like, oh, man. And it's, you know, 50 yards away. Yeah. You know, just right there. Don't know how he didn't, they didn't smell us, hear us, or whatever. I, you know, it's God, but still, it was just, man, it, it was just the perfect, you couldn't lay down any better, you yeah. know, for both of those hunts. You God, God thought I really needed to do that third step prayer. Yes, so. he did. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to go at 1230? 
Yeah, about twelve thirty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that that was that was it on that part of it, man. It was it was just awesome. Uh, I was grateful to be there and, and be part of it, you know, and just experience him getting his first meal deer, yeah. and he was there the day before with me getting my first elk. So that's just yeah. a bond that you it's so quick since like the intention of you know, like you said, out Saturday morning and dead animal in the hour or whatever. And then you said off Sunday evening and dead animal in an hour or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, but that, that just, uh, you know, it, 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 it was fundamental in the energy of the entire trip because the pressure was off. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and the work all gone. we had to do was get the meat off the mountain. But, you know, we had plenty of days to do it. We didn't have to rush to hurry and get someplace. And uh, do y'all just field dress that deer? Right. Yeah, we got and, uh, there, yeah. And and I thought y'all hung it, but you just you didn't you just probably laid it open, propped it open, get some cold air. Like, yeah, yeah. Cool <clears throat> and uh come back to the camp and got another one. And uh We were gonna cut it up, but we knew we had a third step prayer to do over top of it, so yeah. we couldn't So we come back we in and we uh had some dinner and went to bed and went back after it the next morning. And uh, that's when you, you all took me through the thing. And there was some pretty rugged territory between the camp and that. Well, that night we did bring the deer tenderloins down. We cooked yeah, deer did. tenderloins yeah, that night. We had elk tenderloins the night before, and we went ahead and brought the deer tenderloins that down from right. that kill, too, yep. and had those right on the on the, on the frying pan. Too. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, definitely a difference. I thought it was good, but there's definitely a difference yeah. between the deer and the elk. The elk sure. is uh, a few grades above the deer. Yep. Um but still, still good. Um, so then, we, and you know, one of the things I regret is I, I wished I'd have videoed you some at the kill. I missed that. Yeah. And uh, we did a little bit of podcast audio at Travis's. Uh, but then when we, I, I think it was because I was like focused in on him. We was going up there to do this third step prayer. That mm-hmm. kind of distracted me from uh, thinking about doing that. I do have a little bit of video of him walking up to that. Deer. Do you? Mm-hmm. I'll share it with you. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot I can, about that. I uh, modify that one video and add to it. Put it in there, yeah. Um, yeah, I like to have that. So we did went up uh, before we started. Is we do it before or after? Yeah, we were <laughs> it's like debating before, uh, which was the right decision. Yeah, it was. And uh, Shane snuck off and went and. Uh, gave us a little space and uh, you know I've had uh, I've been fortunate to do a number of third step prayers over the last few years uh, and I and I'd be real hesitant to rank them because <laughs> uh, that ain't what it's about but there was definitely something really special about doing it up there in that mountain uh, with Travis specifically and uh, kneeling down across the head of that beautiful animal uh, just to just too that uh buck is in velvet so uh oh, there's something real special of that because we're not accustomed to really getting velvet animals around here you can in kentucky you hunting season starts early enough that you can you can have that happen but uh you know i love that line at the end of that paragraph that says uh, uh a great feeling was felt at once mm. and that does continue to be uh true every time i do that um and up there, it was uh, definitely had some uh, jacked up energy that that I have not experienced in any other third step prayer before. Mm. 
I was actually able to feel that energy too, which was awesome too. Thank you all for letting me be part of it. I mean, I know I wasn't right there with y'all, but I was. You know what I mean? I went over and sat on a boulder and meditated during that. And it was raining. You yeah, know, it was starting to sprinkle. Light drizzle. Yeah, light drizzle. That's <laughs> what my and, phone kept saying. Yeah. And I was sitting on that on that boulder meditating, and I could feel that energy. And I started crying when y'all were saying your third step prayer. Because I was, I was reciting a third step prayer in my meditation. That was my mantra, my third step prayer. So it was, yeah. it was really cool energy. So thank you all for letting me be part of that, yeah. too. Anything to say about that? I mean, I was crying. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't I know why. That, I mean, I had tear. I was tearing up, man. I mean, just my hand was on the animal, and and us saying our third step prayer together, and 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 saying a prayer, you know, each of us, and and uh, I, I think I was just so thankful, and so I just had so much gratitude at that moment. I mean, like like I said, you know, it was a completely new experience, and that's what this is for me, man. Right. I mean. If I'm going to be sober, I'm going to have some new experiences. I'm going to do new cool shit, and I'm going to build these bonds with these men. And I'm going to, you know, I was a pig out there. I'm going to be a pig in here, too, you know. And and, uh, and, I say that set-aside prayer whenever I'm working with somebody that set aside everything we think we know about ourselves, the book, the steps, each other, but everything we think we know about God for a new experience in the work. And, yeah. uh, and definitely that was a, certainly that Fuck, promise yeah. was fulfilled for a new experience in the work. No yeah, doubt man. about it, man. Yeah. Um, so we disassembled that one, <laughs> uh, packed it up. Didn't really have, you know, it was pretty uneventful. There was a bird come down there. It was, yeah. Y'all had told me about that. I think in the past, I maybe, Last but, year. uh, yeah. That was the first time one of them guys come down to a meat-eating bird. Yeah, they almost look like a, a cross between a seagull and a crow. Like, they have the colors of a seagull <laughs> and kind of, like, look like a head of a seagull. But, you know. And then while we were getting ready to pack out the there, crow. we saw deer. Didn't we? Right. Yeah. On that meadow. Yes. 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 Yeah. Some of us, they were slipping back in there. Yeah. Uh, definitely a spot they wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think a hunter's ever stepped foot in that area. Like, seriously, that's how off the grid, kind of hidden it, it is and yeah. hard to get to. It's like, man, I don't, I don't think anybody's ever stepped here before, Yeah, you know, which is a cool The map wouldn't draw, wouldn't draw you to that spot. Uh, if you were up on top of the mountain like we were, you see it, but it doesn't look... How the hell you get there? attractive, yeah. yeah, how you get there, and it doesn't look like, it doesn't look as attractive from the top of the mountain as it does when you're standing there. Mm-hmm. So then we packed up that meat. Um, one of the one of the elements, and we've got about twenty minutes left, so we'll probably. But that's all the the that's the highlights for sure. Yeah. Um, was walking through that damn wet grass, and I think that ended up being a factor on what happened to the rest of the day, uh, particularly to your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, had both of me and you had gators, and we didn't put them on. Yep. Um, we went down back down to camp and. Uh, uh, well, we stayed one more night. No, we, we came on down. We came on down that day. We 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 cut up that deer, and we came down that day. We didn't we? I thought well, I don't remember now. I was thinking we. I thought I was thinking y'all put that meat in the. You know, we took the deer and put it over in the and then creek. We packed elk out, and then we packed elk out that yeah. night. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we took uh, three of the four bags of elk. And hiked down off the mountain, and uh, by the time we got down that day, 
my feet were hot, like my brake pads were warm or overheated. Mm-hmm. The Downhill soles of my way. feet were hot. Yeah. Um, the last trip down, I didn't experience that. Uh, but the last trip down, I put on a pair of fresh socks before I walked down the hill, too. I did, too. Um, so I didn't. I think that had something to do with the walking through that grass and those wet feet and all that. The first time was not uh, was a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the soles of my soul were wet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We went to town, went down there, got that meat out, put it in the, uh, put it in the cooler, went and got some ice or vice versa, and... Uh, ice down and you have a gigantic cooler and it filled that cooler three quarters or so mm-hmm. full. Then uh, we got a hotel room. We got some sh- got a shower, mm-hmm. which is one way I got a little thing about that, man. I really liked that shower after about eight days out. Yeah. And we didn't really get to experience that. We had a shower early. Yeah. Uh, but that felt, that still felt good. Uh, got something to eat. Spent the night in a hotel. And uh, got up in the morning and headed back up there with we empty went, packs. We went to the meeting that night. That was the night we yeah. went to the meeting. Yeah, we That's come back nice. down and we went to the Granby meeting, the, supposedly the oldest clubhouse uh, west, of west of the Mississippi. Mm. 62 years, I think they said. 1946. Yeah. Yep. And that was good. That was really cool. Uh, Outtown meetings and you know, we juice, we throw the juice on them. Mm. And, uh, all two of them. They weren't, yeah, all two of them. <laughs> First out-of-town meeting I've ever been to. That's yeah. cool, too. You know, super cool. Me and the oldest a meeting west of the Mississippi. I mean, it, it, there was a lot of, n- although there wasn't a lot of people in the meeting, there was a lot of, there was a lot of juice in that meeting. I mean, the, it was coming out the doors, man. I mean, yeah. it was. And they were just happy to hear stories. It was they super cool. Too. Super the one, cool. The one guy just had just a, a little bit under what you have as far as time is two yeah. years. Another guy, had, I think like six months or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he had uh, said he had some time before and uh, lost it. COVID said that COVID took him out, and uh, but yeah, that was that that was super cool. Um, I had some other thought about that. That's also where uh, you know that thing that said I can't. I had to sit that there's a whiteboard in there that said uh, Leroy is not to be here. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I said, what's this up with this Leroy story here? And he said, oh, there's a story behind Leroy for sure, but that story is not going to get told tonight. Yep, it is. Uh, uh, well, okay, dang it. I want to know what you had to do to get kicked out of AA. You're doing something. Uh, <laughs> get kicked out of AA. <laughs> but that definitely was, and I was, frankly, I was too tired to go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. When we were in the hotel room, and yep. we were kind of just tapping fingers until it was time to leave. Yeah. Uh, but dang it, we missed it already once, and this was going to be our next chance, and maybe the last chance, and mm-hmm. it turned out that it was. Yeah, uh, yeah I was. Uh, that's super cool. And uh, just a little side note too, you know, just about I don't know a month before the trip, I'm on Facebook and I'm just surfing, and uh, on the one of the AA Facebook pages was Granby, Colorado, and there was some some post made about that clubhouse. You know, and it just uh, no one of those alignment issues of mm. uh, that coming. How you know, the, like you know, I'm just paging and see Granby. That's what that's. Or, or, or what I'll be. Be. <laughs> and I'll be danged if it wasn't. And they got a number of meetings in that little clubhouse every week, and uh, we got we were able to jump in and be part of one of them, yep. and bring some of our spiritual underground juice to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was really cool. Head back, hit some sack. Head back up the mountain, 
uh, we were on easy street up. from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. empty yeah, pack up a mountain. Up that and, and, you know, it's easier. But it's still a hell of a walk. <laughs> it's it not is. easy. You know, it's uh, five and a half miles on my app to from the, the truck to the lake. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a five-hour walk or just a little shy of that. You know, you're not doing much better than no one mile an hour or even yeah, no way. No way. Um, so, yeah, you get up there. And I didn't take a – I didn't have anything to eat. And, Travis, I wouldn't – my ego wouldn't let me take a snack from him. <laughs> and uh, and I was out of gas when I got up there, and that was meeting night. And you all went and uh, I, I, I got something to eat and took a nap. And then, uh, you know, saying, I woke up and he's like, meeting's in 10 minutes. And I started to get that panic mode and I shook that off. I yeah. was like, you know, fuck that. Uh, I'm not going to get. Fuck that game true. Yeah, fuck that meeting. <laughs> uh, so I just stayed around and did a little slow loop around the lake. Took a little leisurely stroll. I didn't even take my fishing pole with me. Uh, just went for a little walk while y'all were in a meeting and off to bed again. Anything you want to add in? Yeah, we 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 had uh, I I had already had this little spot set up because I thought we were gonna be able to do it right there at the lake, and I had the antlers in the background and and everything set up just right where we could sit all three right there in front of the tents and the mountain view behind us, blah blah blah. And I pushed start meeting and said failed. I was like, fuck. Because you do had now? some, you had you thought you had the I service thought I to had do service it, and but... I didn't. And uh. So then we finally said, well, I guess we're not going to be able to get on the meeting, you know. So uh, we kind of went around the lake, walking around a little bit and just uh, checking things out. And uh, you had said something about, man, if you go up on that trail, I bet you get that meeting. And I did not want to walk back up another hill because we had just walked up the mountain, you know. And I was like, all right, I'll go give it a try. And I, I ran over there and, and got on right when the meeting started and it, and it, and it let me in. And I was like, yay, yay. I didn't hear nobody else calling back. And I was like, man, I don't know if they hear me or not. I don't want to lose. I want to get on this meeting. So uh, Travis ended up walking up right in time. And then I'll let him take over from there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll be on the spot. I, don't, I mean, we just, you know, we, it was our home group meeting yeah, Tuesday cool. night. And yeah, it was pretty cool. to be able to, was good. Yeah. Late, my sponsee, so Josh late. was, uh, was, was given the lead and I didn't want to miss that. His and first, and his yeah. first lead ever, you know, I mean, it's a big fucking deal, man. And, uh, our home group's a bunch of men and it's fucking intimidating, dude. I mean, it's intimidating for me to talk in front of these men, you know, these are fucking, you know, these, these are some badass motherfuckers, man. This, this, this group of men that we run with. And, uh, and I was super proud of him, man. Brought tears to my eyes getting to see him give that lead. And, uh, and it was cool just being on top of the mountain and, and getting to see all the guys' faces and, and them asking us if we ate Dan. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were my sponsor. Like, Dan? He wouldn't miss this meeting. Did y'all yeah. kill him? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was really cool, man, that uh, that we got that service for there for, for an hour and was able to make that meeting. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, – I had some FOMO going on, but I had to, I overcame that knowing uh, also that we were leaving soon, too. Uh, that tomorrow we were walking back down that mountain and uh, I wanted to soak a little more of that in before yeah before I left yeah. too. Um, stayed up a little bit that night and had an illegal campfire. And uh, well, that's the only night we really stayed up. Yeah. Every other night, man, pretty much the time it got just a little past what? dark, you were crawling yeah. in the sleeping yeah. bag. Um We got up the next morning, man. Cut the ready, y'all. Cut the rest of that mule deer up, and we started packing up for home. Uh, 
definitely go home day. I always say that has some energy in it that I don't like. Uh, usually want to get go home day behind me. Uh, there's an urgency on my that sits on me that I just want to get packed up and done. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll have it even at Fargo if I'm just down there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When Sunday comes along and it's a go home day, I just basically want to pack up and get home. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is about folding up camp, almost like a depression sort yeah, of. Mm-hmm. Same way. It's like, well, this is over. Fun's over. Let's go home. Um, we loaded up those packs. You know, had uh, antlers on the backs of both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a whole lot of meat and a very successful and fulfilling and every other adjective I can think of uh, trip. Um, man, I was 100% happy with my gear mm. uh, besides bringing stuff I didn't need. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's just something you have to do as a rookie. You have to bring shit that you don't need so that you know that you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I understood that going into it too. That's kind of funny that I'm like watched enough and heard enough, and with your guys' advice and all that, I knew it, <laughs> but it didn't change a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but that'll 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 help me be better next time, because before going and doing this trip, I said the anticipation was so high that I said to myself that I think I want to do something like this. Uh, every year the rest of my life or as long as I can possibly do it Uh, after that first day on the mountain I wasn't so sure about that anymore Uh, (laughs) but I also knew with the awareness that that would bypass and that that my view would change and just you know I'm not going to draw no I know today in recovery you don't draw no lines in the sand you know and say this is I'll never do this or always do this you know I'll let that go and yeah, by, uh, by the time, I don't know, at some point it certainly come to me that I wanted to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely something very special about it. Um, we packed up, walked back down that mountain. I felt like great shape all the way out of there, even though I had a load probably exceeded my initial load. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd learned to fit my backpack better over the week's time. That was one of the things that I learned while I was there. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can learn that any other way. You can't do that with bags of salt and do that kind of stuff. You have to actually put it into practice to, to, to get to knowing how to do it. Uh, you're stronger when you leave than you were when you got there, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Your lungs. You, yep, your lungs, lungs know how to handle it. to the yep. air. <clears throat> and you're also on the way down. I suppose there's probably some element that the oxygen level is rising as you go down, so yep. that makes it also better. Uh, I didn't really struggle at all mm-hmm. getting down. Yeah, the breathing part I mean, for me on the way down was a lot easier. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely interesting because uh, we all had a little pep in our step and was – was getting down off of that mountain, seeing day hikers. Uh, that was another joke of the trip. Uh, it, uh, shouldn't make fun of those day hikers, but we did it anyway. Um, got our motel, got to meet down there, and had to go buy some other coolers because we exceeded the capacity of the cooler we had, and uh, and spent one more night. Went out for one more shower, one more meal. And uh, one more night in the hotel before getting up and heading home. Mm-hmm. Um, trip un- was uneventful for the most part on the way home, although during tra- during Shane's drive, there hit a big crash, and uh, you sit still on the highway for a long time. Hour and forty minutes. Uh, and now it's like At that. One you know, in the morning. Yeah. You know when I when we left, I put in Travis's address, and it told us we'd get there about six thirty. Mm-hmm. 
uh, when we had to, the delay didn't change our arrival. Because I can drive fast. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> uh, I slept through most of it, but I didn't feel any guilt about that because I knew it'd be my turn up to bat here shortly, mm. and uh, <laughs> and I needed to have some wheels under me to yeah. to be able to do that. Um, There was something come to me as we was leaving. It was a pretty simple uh, three little phrases. Amazing men, amazing destination, and an amazing experience. Uh, words similar to where, you know, those views we see up there you can't put into pictures. You know, pictures, do, the old proverbial cliche, pictures doesn't don't do it justice. Mm -hmm. And uh, words certainly can't do the experience justice either. And uh, I'm just glad that my life has periods in my life where my life contains times that uh, cannot be adequately explained. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to experience it. Mm. It's kind of like this work, too, the steps. You can't tell somebody <coughs> what the steps is going to do and what it's mm -hmm. like and how it works and all that kind of stuff. You have to experience it in order to understand it. And uh, then you still can't. Yeah. You, know, you still can't describe it. Well, let's go around the room and do some concluders. And uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Go ahead, Shane. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. <laughs> uh, concluder. Well, there's not much that else that I can say that hasn't been said already about everything. But, yeah, like you just said about uh, being able to put this into words is virtually impossible because it's the experience that we had that is unique to each and every one of us that um, makes us feel some kind of way. <laughs> uh, that cliche word that we don't like, uh, feel some kind of way, but it, it, it is unexplainable. It, you have to experience that. And, and I suggest if you're not experiencing these type of experiences to do so in your life, we're only here for a limited time. And we don't know when that time is going to end. So I try to live each one of my days to the fullest every day and enjoy life for what it is. You know, the moment we start living and the moment we're born is the moment we start dying in, in, from the way I look at things. So we are here for a very limited amount of time. And that time is precious to me these days. Um, for so long, I um, just gave that time away, you know, and, uh, I'm actually experiencing life now, you know, I would just, I, I feel alive for the first time in my life this past five years. And I, I don't want to go back to where I was. Um, and I want to experience these experiences with other men and teach these other men how to experience life the way it was meant to be experienced. So, uh, that's about all I can say. Shane, yeah. not call it. Thank you. Yeah. If you're not having a blast in your recovery, it's your own damn fault because exactly. it is available yeah, man. to all. I just want to say thanks to you guys for showing up for me. Uh, you know, like I said, if 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 uh, I wasn't having a blast in my recovery, then I wouldn't be sober. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not if I'm not out here pushing these limits and, and trying to have new experiences and doing these things and what am I doing this for? You know, and when I start asking myself questions like, why am I doing it? Why am I sober? What's the point? You know, that's, that's when I'm not pushing the, you know, these limits of, of trying to experience new things. And, and there's so many things out there, uh, you know, that, 
like climbing mountains and doing all, like all the things that I dreamed of doing, you know, in, in my younger years and, and, and stuff that was so important to me and part of my core values and part of who I am that they just didn't become important anymore. You know, they just, they just got left behind because drugs and alcohol became more important to me than anything. It was more important than my family and it was more important than my career and it was more important than my core values, you know, and, and that's what, this work and the 12 steps have, have given me is, is it's that bridge, man. It's that bridge back to myself and it's that bridge to God. And, and, uh, I couldn't have done this without you guys, man. I couldn't, I couldn't do this without you guys. I don't want to do this without you guys, you know? And, and I just want to say thank you all for showing up for me. Uh, and, uh, I can't wait for, ne- for next year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Start planning a new trip. And anybody can do this. I want to say that. Anybody can do this, oh, man. I, I, anybody I can do what we're doing yeah. if you put in the work. You put in the work. You know, a lot of people want it, but very few people do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to say, yeah, thank you all both for for um, being there and experiencing that with me and, and being part of that experience that made it even better. Um, I love both y'all to death, and, and y'all mean so much to me. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, like I say, it's hard to put into words what you all mean to me, you know. And y'all are both a big part of why I stay sober. So thank you all. Love you guys. Yeah, man. We're out. I mean, we're out here creating memories, dude. That we're never gonna forget this. Nope. We're never gonna Should forget this. Time, these man. these moments and these things that we're experiencing together. It will never be forgotten, dude. Those are those are the things that I need to be doing in my recovery. You know that I need to be pushing those those times that I get to experience these things with my fellows and do these things that that fill my soul, man. And yep. and and you guys are a huge part of that. So I love y'all. Well, we deal with regrets and things like that, and there's some lines in the big book that talk about that. But one of the things I try today is hope that whenever the end does come, that I have as few of those as possible. Mm-hmm that I'm not uh wish I would have or wished I hadn't of and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, uh, the true, the item, if I was to say it 100% accurately, I have a bucket list item it is to bow hunt elk, uh, in the mountains. And, uh, this frankly satiated that, you know, that, that if I, something happens to me tomorrow, uh, that, that one got checked off the list as far as I'm concerned, because mm-hmm. it was every bit, you know, it fulfilled that to every bit of what I would want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all were successful and I get to do that. One thing that uh, I can say for certain is uh, among many things, but one thing for sure is that uh, we all showed up for this trip, mm-hmm. showed up fully, right? Brought our entire full true selves to it and uh, put everything that we had or we needed to put into it. Uh, we did that and uh, there's something to be said for uh, that and that energy when we you know the bonding moments and the kind of things that we did this together mm-hmm. uh, you know besides getting sober together and living life sober together we go out and have these adventures together too uh, and, and just one of many right so thank both of you all thank uh, both of you just for I love you both and uh, for showing up and I couldn't like we all to echo the same sentiment. There's no way I couldn't have done this alone. This is uh, the definition and the, and the wisdom that's inside these steps continues to educate me and continues to mean more and more for me. And, you know, that we thing that we did this, uh, you know, as Earl says, this thing goes so much further than just not drinking and drugging. Mm-hmm. So, so, so much. So, 
Thank you both. Thank all the listeners out there for allowing the three of these men to participate in our recoveries. Uh, And this is, man, doing trips like this is participation in my recovery. No two ways about it. Shane almost dropped his crystal. So I'll say for the final time, if you are not having a blast in your recovery, it is your own damn fault because it is available. We are not unique here in that we're having these opportunities that others will not have. Uh, Your opportunities may vary, but your opportunities to have a blast in your recovery, uh, they're, they're available. Peace out. They want it.